here she is without the cold. Miss America. Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about how two morons getting together after years apart to once again regale us with their wacky antics are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, George Bushes? Not gonna do it. Families is where our nation finds hope, where wings take dream. Tough to pull a favorite there. I mean, honestly, I found a, a, a recap video of all the Bushisms, and it's tough it, to find a favorite. It's it pretty impressive. How long was so, that? An hour and a half? <laughs> yeah, to narrow it down. I heard Paul in the other room putting the edits together for this, and I heard that. And my mind, it was so weird. I had this weird little conversation with myself because there's so many that are just ridiculous and things that he said. And then the compassionate part of me said, well, if somebody was taping things I said all the time, <laughs> yeah. it would be well, really bad. Many times he was at a microphone. Oh, that's right. true. Okay. <laughs> and the president and, of the United States. And also, and also Karen, point. maybe you'd admit that you would make a good president and then wouldn't run also. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good point. I just felt very compassionate for him because I thought, I say dumb stuff. Back in the news. Always. He wrote a book, though, so, you know. And he paints. He paints. In your oh. face. <laughs> yeah, in your face, uh, folks who call him illiterate. He ghost wrote a book. In your face, John Kerry. What have you painted today? <laughs> ghost wrote a book. He had a well, he had a ghostwriter ghost for it. Right. Welcome to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. Aristotle was not Belgian. The central message of Buddhism is not every man for himself, and the London Underground is not a political movement. Those are all mistakes, Otto. I looked them up. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the thriving district known as Burbank Airport Adjacent. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show from us every week. Basically, search the internets and Googles, and we come right up iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, and of course, themovieguys.net. Absolutely free, and we encourage you to subscribe where you can. If you do, still, no charge. Shut up. Speaking of themovieguys.net, check out what's new over there. Our movie guy, Justin Bowler, was at the red carpet of the Lookalike World Premiere. We're going to have that review posted. Yeah, Yeah, we talked to Jerry O'Connell, John Savage from The Deer Hunter. A uh, bit of a legend there. They were fun. And a review of Joe Carnahan's new film, Stretch, is posted by uh, Ray Scalacci. Went right to video. Is that yes. another superhero movie? Stretch no, Armstrong? No, Based on the Stretch Armstrong? No? But no. they keep threatening to make a Stretch Armstrong movie. Oh, yeah. no, 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 Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You made a Ouija but, movie. Exactly. Well, but that's also, I remember the, the the stories of that were hot and heavy back when like Batman was big, so then everyone rushed to make The Shadow and The Phantom and Stretch Armstrong. It's so weird. <laughs> like that All good choices. <laughs> yeah. Would you do Stretch Armstrong before Plastic Man? No. Right? Yeah, you do plastic, plastic man. At the same time. When you say do, I just got a totally different <laughs> thought. I'm thinking... Which would you do, I Karen? might do stretch. Oh, man. Having Think sex with Stretch it. Armstrong, that would be... It and would I didn't be realize Rough. I didn't realize Stretch Armstrong was a... Superhero. He, I thought he was just a toy. He, he was just a toy. Oh, yeah. I don't think he, he was a superhero like at all. Oh, no. okay. All right. And what was the uh, what was Stretch's uh, villain? It was something oh, green. Stretch Monster. Stretch Monster. No, I think villain. it was just Stretch Monster. You Do know you, who the villain, I had the villain for Stretch Armstrong in my house 
were scissors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we cut just, that up so we had fast. To find out. What's he filled with? What's he filled with? Syrupy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty. Ultimately, mine was killed by a pointing object at the bottom of my toy chest. <laughs> like, just stuff got piled onto him, pulled him out one day, and he's bleeding. It, became, it was red, too. It became a different, like, substance after, like, years. That's true. It just yeah. was... If you didn't stretch your arm strong, it went to waste. <laughs> I just love that idea as a toy. It's just this glump, and it weighed probably three or four yeah. pounds. Yeah, heavy. very heavy toy. You could, if you got hit with yes, it, you could clonk yeah. somebody over the Being head. Being a it. younger sister, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you can uh, find our show cap. Well, hey, that, by the way, stretches about something entirely different. <laughs> Joe Carnahan movie. Got Patrick Wilson, Chris Pine, anyway. <laughs> Uh, you I'd can you can also find our showcasts like the one you're listening to on a couple of internet radio stations as well, including JonasMountRadio.com, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, and WBAD.net, Fridays at 4. If the cops show up, you just let us do the talking. WBAD Radio, Washington, D.C., The Bad Tomato. Nice. That's cool. I am your host for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Lee Caius, Adam Witt, and Karen Volpe. And all show long, we are joined by a dear friend and real movie guy, an actor and director of the short film Yes, You Deserve That's It, you. and now director of the feature film <laughs> Funeral Day, and we'll talk about that Ooh. a bit later, John Weinberg Hello. is joining Yay us. Yay to me. Hello. Great. Thank you for having me. Uh, stick with us. Well, we got rousing uh, editions of What Did You See This Week and Karen's Birthdays, but they're piling on the films now with award season upon us, so there will be four movies to preview, getting you ready for the weekend in the multiplex. And, you know, now would be a great time for a movie like The November Man. <laughs> But that came out in August, strangely. <laughs> he only fights crime in November, though. That's his power. It's a crime-filled month. <laughs> so this November weekend brings you a new film starring Steve Carell called Foxcatcher. That'll be hilarious. Actually, it's a drama about a wrestler with an abusive mentor. Oh. But then there's Rosewater, written and directed by John Stewart. Oh my god, now there's a comic genius. Yeah, it's about a Newsweek journalist who goes to Iran and gets imprisoned and tortured. Well, there's Beyond the Lights, which looks like a rom-com between a cop and a pop star. That's Mm. also a drama, sorry, honey, but the the cop saves her from committing suicide. Hmm. So, Paul, I have to ask, where are all the comedies this week? It's a postcard from Freda Felcher. Harry, I'm pregnant. Please call me. What do you think it means, Harry? Floyd, I'm going to be a dad. Ah! Well, there you go. Dumb and Dumber 2. To recap, that's Rosewater, Foxcatcher, Dumb and Dumber 2, Beyond the Lights. Rosewater, Foxcatcher, Dumb and Dumber 2, Beyond the Lights. Luigi. <laughs> Already then. That's a callback. Please see two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, please see two weeks ago. Beyond the Lights. By the way, uh, I do want to play this again because I think probably the funniest part of this whole trailer is lost in, in this scene, and I want to make sure you hear it. It's a postcard from Freda Felcher. Harry, I'm pregnant. Please call me. What do you think it means, Harry? Please call me. Oh. Harry, I'm pregnant. Please call me. I, what do you think it means? I, I hope they nail it. <laughs> I want to see it nailed. You, th- you think that joke will be different in the, they might, in the actual movie? The timing might be different. <laughs> I don't know. I hope right. I hope it's that joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's saying, I hope, you said, I hope they nail it. Well, clearly they did. It, oh. It's right there. You mean oh, the whole movie. Yeah. You well, you know. That's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hope that, that keeps they up. That's a, that yeah. joke. <laughs> In the movie, it's terrible. It's a giant space. <laughs> they don't nail it. They don't no. nail it. Only in the trailer. All right, our first film to go toe-to-toe with Interstellar and Big Hero 6 to try and win the box office is Dumb and Dumber 2, with Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels romping around in a van shaped like a dog having mm. adventures. Paul, you had me at van shaped like a dog. <laughs> Let's do this. All right. 
With both Jim Carrey and Jenny McCarthy given permission to be funny again as a condition of their separation agreement, Jim Carrey returns to his first comedy in a decade and Jeff Daniels to his second comedy ever. Let's hear a clip from Daniels in the film. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. <laughs> if liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey. Interesting. Yes, okay. not hilarious. We're laughing. We're not laughing. Well. Oh, yeah, no, it's... But I'm sure Jim Carrey's funny here. Let's play a clip of him. Okay. Mm-hmm. I witnessed Jenny pull Evan through the window of unconsciousness and isolation into our world, where he is now a fully functioning person who can communicate, who can connect, and this is through biomedical treatments, okay. GFCF diet, and the therapies still, still that she's going. talking about. So I believe that autism in my heart is preventable and treatable. And treatable. Maybe the kid was just bored by them. I know. He's trying to retreat. Well, I can tell you that is a riot. Indeed. Well, <laughs> those... great if she, he just broke in the middle and went, and she's got big tits. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. you know he was into those too. Yeah. <laughs> those might not have been clips from the film. But oh. uh, not quite picking up where the first one left off, this sequel actually takes place 20 years later. And it turns out that Jim Carrey has spent the last 20 years pretending to be a catatonic cripple. Well, that explains Mr. Popper's penguins. No, no, his character. Ah. <laughs> In this sequel, Harry, plays, played by Daniels, finds that he has a long-lost daughter who Lloyd, played by Carrie, falls in love with. This puts them at odds about a woman while in a road trip. If this sounds familiar, it should. It's the plot to Dumb and Dumber. I like a lot. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of critics calling this plot repetitious and derivative. These people are fools. It's critics like these that give us diehard movies about Bruce Willis saving big, wide-open spaces and cities and countries. Stay on target. Does anybody describe the first Dumb and Dumber as a movie about a million-dollar briefcase and the politician who will do anything to get it back? No, because that's not the point, you doofuses. Stay on target. <laughs> But I digress. Great shot, Paul. That was one in a million. (laughs) In the early 90s, Jim Carrey pulled a Hollywood debut that no comedian may ever match with Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber, all coming out in 1994. These were cheap movies that brought in blockbuster numbers simply because Jim Carrey created a character that nobody else could. Not that they wouldn't try. Yes, while Carrie only made one sequel himself, his movies were so popular that The Mask, Ace Ventura, and even Dumb and Dumber have had sequels made with other actors imitating the one actor you probably shouldn't. Just so we're all on the same page, Dumb and Dumber, When Harry Met Lloyd, was the prequel. Dumb and Dumber 2 is the sequel. And that's Dumb and Dumberer. Oh, 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 Dumb and Dumber 2. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now that Carrie <laughs> has you. returned to sequels, can we please reunite him with Ben Stiller and Judd Apatow mm. to make the cable guy, too? Right? Yeah. Now that Ben Stiller is Ben Stiller and Judd Apatow is Judd Apatow, that's a no-brainer. Here's a comment card. Please mail it in when I am done. <laughs> Just go to your boss? No, go with me. <laughs> I'm kind of a perfectionist. <laughs> perfectionist. <laughs> well, let's take a look at what we're dealing with here. <laughs> it has been rumored that for the first film, Jim Carrey was paid $7 million and that Jeff Daniels was paid 50000 <laughs> Sounds like the producers were dumb and dumber. They way overpaid Jeff Daniels. Oh. <laughs> 
if this hits, we can see a growing interest in other sequels to classic 1994 releases like In the Army Now, Lightning Jack, and Monkey Trouble. Oh, boy. Actual movie, Monkey Trouble. Seriously, in one of the biggest marketing blunders of all time, none of the trailers for this movie make note of the fact that Bill Murray is in it. What? I had no idea. And don't forget, he, yeah, he was in Kingpin. Yeah, was he in another true. one of their movies? That's or was true. that the only one? No, I think he, that Kingpin one. Kingpin is enough. Man. Yeah, right. He's oh, so, he's so yeah. Kingpin. His hair is he's, amazing. He's great in Kingpin. Is that movie good? I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah it's really is funny. Is it still good? It is good, yeah. His hand is Yeah, the hair is insane. Hair is amazing. What's the line he says in the restaurant uh, about the perfume or something? To come back and... I, I can't remember. Anyway. He's got some fun. Yeah, he's, he, he's a prick when he's ordering food, oh, God, too, in the yeah. diner. I can't so remember great. the damn line. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Drop it <laughs> in Failing later. Failing is a okay. movie guy. <laughs> Drop it in later. Yeah. <laughs> but to talk about what they got paid, did you read the article uh, that I read? Uh, we're, we're not sure, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you Why don't you tell us? I think that was the one you read. <laughs> um, but no, I guess when they were when they were casting it, um, they offered Jim Carrey something like three hundred or three hundred three hundred thousand dollars because he was not yet Jim Carrey from The Mask from, at that point. Oh, uh, from or really uh, Ace, Ace Ventura, Ventura yeah. Ace Ventura, and and then they didn't want Jeff Daniels at all. Um, the the studios didn't want Jeff Daniels at all. <laughs> the Fairley Brothers did, uh. and then um, during pre production, Ace Ventura came out. And it just kept making more oh, and yeah. more. And Jim Carrey's salary, his demand went from three hundred to seven. By the time they signed him, it was a seven million dollar deal. You know what? Good for him. Yeah. And the right? mask hadn't even Good come out him. yet. Correct. I mean, that looked like a surefire thing once Did the Jeff mask Daniels came out. Did Jeff Daniels really just get fifty thousand dollars? If you read the same article I read, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Why? It, this is this is yeah. his second comedy ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was. Yeah. Do, he was well, he was acting before that. Terms of Endearment's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, here and there. About Jeff Endearment. Jeff Daniels was awesome in that movie. Come on. Yeah, he was. No, Jeff Daniels is amazing. Yes. Pleasantville, he's Just great. Just not a comedian. Yeah, not, not, not <laughs> known for being hilarious. I think we all That's such it. an interesting choice to think outside the box and go, who do I want in my movie? Yeah, I know, right? Jeff Daniels. And they fought for him, right? It is pretty cool. They, oh, yeah. That, that's amazing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they fought for him, and, and um, yeah, Jim's Jim's salary went up like fifty thousand dollars every week, and then eventually just went off. the Seems chart. like yeah. our salaries, right? Yeah, Absolutely, exactly. that happens here. You'll see. By the time the show's over, you're gonna make twice as much as you're making right Seriously. now. Amazing. Well, I don't know what brought it up earlier <clears throat> on an earlier show of ours that the summer used to consist of actors, and then you just would go see whatever they're in instead of I'm excited for this movie, that movie, this movie. I'm excited for the new this Harrison Ford, concept. the new Mel Gibson, the new Tom Cruise, and I forget Jim Carrey was yeah. one of those guys. Whatever he was doing, oh yeah, I'm gonna go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Truman Show this year, great. I'll go see that. Yeah, I mean, it's those. The, that was the amazing thing. It was those three movies were in one year. Uh, that's amazing. That's too. amazing, yeah. right? That's impressive. And then Cable Guy, which didn't get obviously the cred that it deserved. I mean, there, there's a movie that also oh, stars so, like, so uh, you know, uh, Janine Garofalo's in that Jack. movie, Bob Odenkirk, Jack Black, yeah, uh, so um, Owen Wilson. I mean, that's just, <laughs> like a, if, if that movie came out now with all those names on the poster. Anyway. Well, it's because yeah. people thought it, it was supposed to be just this funny movie, but it was really a dark. It's a great dark great comedy. Dark movie. And we know who was supposed to be the Cable Guy originally. Kind of originally, I didn't developed. read that article either. <laughs> you didn't read that article either? No, I didn't. Well, who was it? <laughs> Chris Farley. Yeah, it was uh, developed with Chris Farley and uh, David Spade as the... Now, Matthew Broderick is not the person you should have in that movie. He's actually kind of the problem, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. He doesn't really sell the... Jeff Daniels, maybe? maybe Could have. <gasps> yes, <laughs> actually. Yes. He should just be in every movie with Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. You know who would be great? The guy from Arrested <laughs> Development. There you go. Bateman? Why? Actually, yes. Jason Bateman? Stephen Jason Lewis just uh, made that call a little oh, while back. We were having that conversation, oh. and he was like, he made that call. Right? That he's the perfect person to have opposite He'd Jim Carrey. So uh, Jason Bateman, yeah. Cool. You should recast that. 
I'm going to redo it. No, they yes, need to be in a movie together no matter what, now that I'm thinking about that's it. That's a good one. Because, yeah, Jason Bateman yeah. is so flustered by things. Yeah, right? And imagine yeah, Identity Car- Thief, right? Yeah. Oh, that's and kind of Carrey flustered. is so by flustered. Jim Carrey, always. Yeah. God. And I, to, to this day, I will, I will contest that Identity Thief is not a horrible movie. No, it's not bad. I, like I will that. continue to say oh, it's one I have not seen. Me too. <laughs> and I stand by that. I stand by that. <laughs> Everything um, Jason Bateman does is watchable. Yeah. That's an amazing And bit. Melissa McCarthy yeah. is inf- infinitely watchable. She's pretty watchable, so, yeah. The movie, yeah, is, is watchable. watchable. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul. So, so there's one for the DVD cover. That thing that you haven't done, <laughs> yeah, I, you can do it. Is, like, I'm able to do. <laughs> yeah. I was just uh, gonna do Watchable that. says Rex Reed. <laughs> I was watching the trailer for the Dumb and Dumber movie, and I got to tell you the one thing that struck me, and I and this is so weird because it usually is with women that it bothers me, but they look so odd doing this physical humor because they both look so old yeah, yeah. that it feels more like just watching two uncles at a party, like a family reunion just be drunk and fighting it's that kind <laughs> of thing like you have a great family character. yeah well <laughs> where i'm from that's just an average sunday drunk and fighting they just don't seem ah, it's hard well that's we'll that, see that's gonna be the interesting thing yeah. because like watching them inhabit the characters again if they if they nail it mm-hmm. it's it's uh <laughs> you know i mean it will be not because they have any youthful energy to put into right. it it will be because they've found the characters again so it, like this movie's either going to yeah, completely succeed later. Or, but i'm yeah. with karen because i think they have they have found those characters again based I on what so. i've seen in the, but the it, but it doesn't look right because it's on a face that's 20 years older yeah, yeah. and in a body that's 20 years and older again the compassionate side of me wants to be forgiving about that but, but that's hollywood small, forgive that's nothing side karen of you. <laughs> <laughs> i think i uh, used that all up with bush i, uh, I think jim carrey and snl it was a positive note Towards oh, him uh, being as funny as we wanted to be again, he was a funny host on. on oh, SNL host! Recently. I, was I, say, I don't remember him on that. Show. No, no, no. Ten no. years on it. I said, "No, you never <laughs> saw that." <laughs> 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 Ninety-five to two thousand five. Nothing. No. You know? <laughs> All right, well, let's get to our next film. Uh, Beyond the Lights stars rising talent Gugu Mbatha Raw. Wow. So Easy the question is: Will audiences go Gaga for Gugu? Oh. Let's oh, thanks for talk idea. about it, Adam. Oh, did I draw the short straw? On this one? Thank you for doing this one, Adam. Yeah, sure, yeah. Take Dumb and Dumber 2. I wrote all my best shit for that one. That's fine. <laughs> Stay on target. That was me. <laughs> Beyond the Lights combines aspects of American Idol and Lifetime's Dance Moms. What was I saying? I stopped listening to myself. That's <laughs> 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 oh you, right? Uh, Soundtrack, the movie, is about a young girl with a gifted voice who is raised by an overbearing single mother that pushes her to achieve enormous success. And like most enormously successful people, they come to resent it. I mean, even the guys who drew the legendary and timeless classic The Little Mermaid drew penises in the castle because they were disgruntled. Beyonce The Lights seems to be a movie for any girl who dreams of dreaming of singing and or dancing. It's perfect counter-programming for a weekend where the big competition is Dumb and Dumber 2, a movie for juvenile boys of all ages. Mini Driver, proving that, yes, you can be too skinny, plays a commanding stage mom. Why she's pushing a young black girl around, I didn't bother to look right? up. <laughs> Would you? I mean, come on. Is that really? That's her mom? Yeah, she yeah. plays her mother. I assume. Yeah. 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 She's a stage mom of yeah. some sort. I don't what? know. Again, I didn't look at Mulatto, no good? <laughs> <laughs> and as we mentioned, Beyond the Lights marks one of the very first performances in movie history by a goo-goo uh, as the lead character. Noni is played by Gugu Imbartha Raw, who got her name when a cat rocked across her parents' keyboard. 
if you're wondering how to pronounce her name, we'll let Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy help you with that. Goo Goo is short for Gugulethu. Didn't the Guardians of the Galaxy fight her? I don't know. Gugu's name means our pride, sort of like my name means Adam Witt. Nate Parker <laughs> plays a cop who saves Imbartha Raw's Noni as she attempts to jump off a balcony. He's also an aspiring politician. If we were a full-fledged politician, no doubt he'd have to weigh the political ramifications of saving her before grabbing her hands and pulling her off the balcony. Then a romance ensues, and this essentially becomes the Black Bodyguard. All right, stop that. I love that movie so much. Whisper, and here comes Danny Glover uh, as Parker's father wants again to whisper his way through another movie. Uh, do we have a clip of him? Riggs! No! Hey, Riggs! Hey, Riggs! Hey, 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 Riggs! Hey, Riggs, you're not going to the fucking still house. Hey, 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 Riggs! Hey, hey, Riggs! Oh, did you mean of him in Beyond the Lights? No. Because if you say, do you have a clip of Danny Glover? I'll play in the Riggs Super I'd rather hear that! Alright, this movie is not for me as a demographic, so I don't feel I'm able to judge without some bias as to whether this looks good or not. That's when I turn to our journalistic contributor, Jeffrey Lebowski, to get his take on this movie. Jeff? Who gives a shit? Alright, there you go. <laughs> Beyond the Lights. Beyond the lights. Sorry. Somebody else is going to talk super seriously about this, you know? <laughs> they don't need us. The producers. The producers. <laughs> right. yeah. We felt it was time for a message. Well, Lee and I were saying, uh, <laughs> Lee and I were both right there with the Black Bodyguard because I was watching it last night and it I was is. like, oh, this is Black Bodyguard. And then his jokes came in. It was a Black Bodyguard joke. Yeah. And that just reminded me how great that movie is. Oh, that movie's so Greatest good. movie, right? I did the montage for that for the Hollywood Bowl. So good. This year. Oh my God! Whitney's so really good. good in that movie. Yeah, well, I got to hear her raw track with, oh. without any backing, and there's that long pause before she goes, and and and, and like sucked all the air out of the room because it's raw and there's no backing track. She had like to get that, that ready, She's man. Out of control. It's fucking uh, great. Whatever happened to her? Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't hear a lot from Whitney it's lately. So sick. Is it? Oh, okay. It is actually it is. It's so it's quite sad. Come on, Lee. Come on. We're trying to. We're All right, trying to, but listen. We're talk about serious. We're here. a serious show. Wait, talk here. about how Play great. Play the fart queegee thing. Queegee. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, queegee. It's a queefy. <laughs> a squeefy. A squeefy. Is she in this movie, Queen Lequeefy? <laughs> All right, there you go. Queen Lequeefy. <laughs> 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 what I used to call Paul. <laughs> and that's Beyond the Lights. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, you're talking about Whitney Houston. Now, this movie is about a singer as well. So, But yes. listen to how she sings, because it's not like Whitney Houston. Why you want to fly? Well, she's eight there, Black Paul. <laughs> then that's the time you tell her, don't do this you bullshit with your vowels. <laughs> Nip it in the bud. Fly. Fly. You know what? She's trying to audition for Creepy Kids Singing. Is that a real show? That's a real thing in the movie, guys. Yeah. In all these uh, horror trailers, like the creepy kids are singing like, row, row, row your boat. That's how, that's how I started in this business. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. So things of the world. It's just a weird. I got to get by that. I got to get by the music in this. And I bet you there's a good romance on the other side of it. But it's going to be tough to get by the music for me. 
No, so I, we've I, moved I, off the gr- singing to this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the growling oh, to the Britney's vowels. It's progress. It's progress, I guess. Um, there's a girl that Paul and I saw live one time, and she was singing no. standards. And I just looked at Paul, and I just was like, we call her Ummer I'm. Now, yeah. because she sang, she sang "Summertime," but she went "Amarime." Um, um, and we're like, so she's just "Amarime." Um, Amarime. Um, yeah. Vowels were uh, of a time past. Yeah, overrated. Yeah. Shit. Vowels is hard. I remember in my college they taught me consonants and vowels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but not for nothing. I may go see this because it does have Aceveda from the Shield, so I might go. Oh, uh, good, good sighting there. All right, uh, our next two mini driver vehicle. <laughs> mini driver vehicle. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, I didn't know what <laughs> the hell. Last that night, there. Paul oh, and I were talking about that. Skinny mini doesn't make it, but mini driver vehicle. Well, <laughs> better than a mini Cooper vehicle. I guess. That's just a bullet point. You can say your point if you want. <laughs> There, now it's been said. Moving on! (laughs) Our next two films are opening and limited release. But we'll no doubt catch fire as awards season moves on. First is Foxcatcher. You mean who catch foxes? That's right, Paul. If you can't tell by how ugly everyone is, Foxcatcher is based on a true story. And with ugly people and a true story, Uh well, we must finally be in Oscar season. Foxcatcher tells the story of a wrestling family, like the Hart Foundation, (laughs) with wrestler Mark Schultz trying to break out of the shadow of his revered brother and coach Dave Schultz. And now, let's meet the cast of Foxcatcher! First up, coming in at 5 feet 8 inches tall from Kenosha, Wisconsin, Mark Ruffalo! Co-star, measuring six feet, one inch tall, from Coleman, Alabama, and parts unknown, <laughs> Jenning Tatum. <laughs> Please tell me you got Steve Austin in here. <laughs> and our defending champion. From Concord, Massachusetts, coming in at five foot nine. Steve Carell! Oh, shit, I fucked that up. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go back? I I know, I didn't have that. Grab them pigs. <laughs> I'm picturing Steve Carell walking into this. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Sweaty chest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am a real American. So let me get this straight. Some rich guy summons a bunch of young athletic men to his mansion and pays Stones. to watch him wrestle? Oh, boy. Sounds like just another weekend in West Hollywood. <laughs> Sing that <laughs> Sing. But I digress. This is actually the story of John DuPont. A rich guy that summons a bunch of young athletic men to his mansion and pays to watch them wrestle. <laughs> Wait, what? Does this really happen? Is this legal, Paul? Well, you know me, Gene. We really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. <laughs> Let me 
break it down. While training, the Schultzes are invited to a state-of-the-art wrestling facility run by John DuPont, the wealthy heir of the DuPont family, doing what bored, powerful, wealthy heirs do in lieu of having to spend an entire life making sure they don't starve. Owning human beings. <laughs> well, that's because since slavery has been outlawed, billionaires who have never had to learn morality or discipline are genetically programmed to want to own humans. Whether it be senators or slave wage workers at the DuPont factories in such human rights stalwarts as Bosnia, China, Indonesia, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Yugoslavia. I could go on. <laughs> the movie plays coiled spring with pressures of legacy forcing all moralities of all parties involved to go crazy with no possibility of turning back. It's a story not worth giving away the ending to. Unless, of course, you're Wikipedia, and you've got the entire story listed from the news reports. Thanks a lot, fuckheads. <laughs> Steve Carell is being talked about for an Oscar, and I don't think they'll have to think long and hard. That's what she said. Nah. <laughs> I have met Dave Schultz. Cool. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I was a wrestler in uh, junior high and high school, and he came to my high school. And so he's a well-known, famous. Yeah, he wrestler. he is yeah. uh, is a guy. I mean, he he Made was you what you are today. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a great guy. <laughs> I had him sign my singlet. Oh, zing, zing, boing, doing. Um, I was listening to Howard Stern okay. today, uh, and it was a. I think it may have been today. Whatever he was talking to Steve Carell. It was today. Yeah, it was today, and and Howard saw the movie and then realized later it was Steve Carell. Oh, wow. And he was telling Steve Whoa. that, and Steve took that, obviously. It's a huge compliment. No, he and does look... Uh, then Howard yeah. said that I'm going to push this movie, and if you win the Oscar, it's because all my fans are going to go see it, and everybody's going to start talking about it. It's not and how Steve it works, said, <laughs> Steve said he would thank him if he wins the Oscar. Oh, wow. That made news. How that made, like, cool news. is that? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. all the news people were reporting that. Oh, did they? People yeah, Steve going to thank Howard Stern. People have said for years they'd That's thank news. Howard Stern for yeah. this or that, but it would be great if somebody at the Academy Awards says, I'd like to thank and Howard Stern. Howard said, don't just mumble my name yeah. either. <laughs> so yeah. not to give anything away, because apparently Please Wikipedia, don't. Wikipedia don't, did. Because yeah. this is not yeah. World War II. Like, no. I know the ending to that. This is like a smaller <laughs> event. But I did meet Dave Schultz, and I was very aware of, of the wrestling world at, at when I was a boy in junior high and high school. So this is all very I interesting to me. I bet you were. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And... What I've noticed about this trailer is that John DuPont is the most bizarre guy ever. I yeah, think you're rich right. Eccentric. Like, yeah. how do you not get no, summoned to like, his house <laughs> and go, you know what, this isn't for me. Yeah. See, see I, I know, you know that you why? were thinking that, but um, Karen and I have seen it. Have been summoned. We saw a fire. We were summoned to his <laughs> you were house. summoned to his house, and you were like, that <laughs> Yeah, and we were, he had a full, yeah, we, you understand, he had a table full of food. Food! <laughs> 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 no, but that's the thing. That's, what I think, one of the cores of the film is just money. The yeah. I mean, do you just look around and go, I guess he's well, he's weird because he's rich? or Well, but I, you come up without any strictures on who you are or what you can do, and money can solve everything. I mean, I, I imagine that's going to make your morality a little wiggy. And yeah. uh, at the end of the trailer, trailer, the ending of the trailer is really chilling. And I, again, I don't know the events, but Steve Carell, it's this low shot with, with the, the, just the gun? a handgun. And he just walks into the gym and says, Mark. <laughs> and you're well, like, the thing oh, is, holy shit. The DuPont family... Made their money off of napalm. Uh, yeah, guns napalm? and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's not weird that he's just in that world. Yeah, I wonder if the family that invented napalm guns. knows the difference between right and wrong. All right. <laughs> now, going back to something you guys said about going to a guy's house and he has money and you just do whatever he says, there's so many instances where people just love their art so much that they kind of justify that world. Think about, I, I know you don't want Tell to, but think about an in sync. 
They went oh, to that, that story is crazy. So they had to blow that guy. They Every time you would have seen Justin Timberlake go, he had to blow that weird yeah. fat guy. And they just love their art, and they know that they need someone to support them because, honestly, unless you make it, you're just going to no, be... No, they did. What's your, what's your story, Karen? I do have a story. So, thank you, John. So, I was 18, and it was the first professional job I had. I got hired to sing at some amusement park. She starts breakdown crying before she finishes the story. Luckily, I broke my foot before anything happened. But um, you just, you're just young, and you're so passionate about your art and singing and whatever it is. And I got hired as my first job, and I flew in a plane for the first time. It was all exciting. When you get, I got to this little town. It was me and five other singers and actors. And so the guy who ran it, absolutely nothing wrong with the guy, except he had a lot of money, and he was eccentric. And he had this big, crazy, fake hair, his crazy hair, his rich guy crazy rich hair guy. on. <laughs> and it was blondish, white, and he was probably, I thought he was old at the time, he was probably just like 45. Rings, gold rings and chains, and he just made his money by having young people do these amusement park shows all over the country. And he was super eccentric. And I remember one night we were out to eat with him because he would buy all of our food. And he would really take you out. This does not end well, no. Paul. <laughs> and he, the girl, we were all really Wait, nice to him, men <laughs> and women. We're all young and impressionable. And we're all just, you know, living like $200 a week. So we're like, yeah, well, you're going to take us out and buy us dinner. And these, he went to the bathroom and we were all sitting at this family restaurant. And went to this, the bathroom at the table. At the table. He left to go to the bathroom and this couple. Again, is eccentric. Who'd been watching this whole thing, this very lovely couple from, uh, where were we? Uh, Detroit, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. They came over, got off of their asses and came over to our table and looked at us and said, we've been watching what's going on here and if any of you need our help oh my god don't be afraid we will help you in any way you need are you kids okay are you against your will here against your will this was the best time of your Uh, life uh, (laughs) and and it was totally purely up and up nothing weird happened but those people thought wow yeah because this shit goes down it's the money it does you know like that like mark schultz has got a gold medal on his on his Mm -hmm. shelf and he's eating ramen noodles Suddenly, he, like this yeah. whole thing presents itself. Yeah, he says yes. Because he's I mean, this I know wonderfully it's talented guy, but he needs someone to help him pay his rent. But he has ramen. Ah, that's true. Not everybody can get ramen. <laughs> not everybody. Yeah. It's just amazing what you'll put up with because you just want to not get a real job and you want to do your art. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get down to what's important about Foxcatcher. Yes. Which theme does it best suit, Goldfinger or Transformers? Oh. Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. I'm going to go with the first one. I think the first one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's got more energy. It's more athletic. Foxcatcher! Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> oh my God, I did that too. I was watching the movie. I, I guess I shouldn't pick on Howard Stern because I knew Steve Carell was in it. But Mark Ruffalo is doing his thing. He's being all awesome and. I'm watching it, and then Channing Tatum comes in. He's all awesome too. Uh, yes, I said it. And they're all great. They can now. And all of a sudden, my brain just went, "That's Mark Ruffalo." As if I talked to myself while watching the movie, like, "Hey, dumbass, that's Mark Ruffalo." And then I just loved it even more. Yeah, because he's he's amazing. not the guy who was in Begin Again like four yeah. months ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he did a no, no, that that's him. Well, it is the same. <laughs> yeah, but no, that was him. Pretty crazy though. God, uh, and one last thing about this because it's so, it was so good is um at the very beginning there is just the direction, the, direction, the direction is so good because they're doing something. Obviously, Mark Ruffalo is not a professional wrestler that I know about. 
And they have trained him, and he is such a good actor that they have this entire thing with him and Channing Tatum. And you'd swear you're just watching two guys who've been doing this for 10 years the whole life. Mm, yeah. Amazing. So easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, I, they were authentic. Everything about that movie was pretty I read, authentic. I read it's one of those movies where they had to train for wrestling for yep. 10 months and stuff. I mean, it's and just like see super it. intense. It's so clearly... Yeah. Like, it's just like if we come in here, we get ready to do the show. We just do the same thing. We put up the posters. We don't even think about it. That's how it is. It's so funny when you watch an old movie, like a movie before, I don't know, before the 90s, really, or whatever. Like, at some point, they started doing these, like, things where you'd go and intensely train, and for, for Saving Private Ryan, you'd go, and you're a I, part of the military for six months. I think they do old that. Old movies, they're just like, phony it in. John Wayne's no, lighting no, the cigarette. I think Demi yeah, Moore so. is what started that. The Demi Stripping, Moore. Whatever, she cut her hair and oh, worked out. G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane. Yeah. She could do one-handed yeah. push-ups. Strip but it's so funny. You watch like a... Uh, Thorough striptease. She did it. For yeah, strip thorough. Strip 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 thorough research months. for that. <laughs> All right. Next uh, is the only movie of the week banned in Iran or Iran. Iran. Though Iran. I'm sure they tried to do the same thing to Dumb and Dumber too. It's Rosewater. John, here we go. This next movie will be a real cold shower for everyone in the audience excited to go overseas and get into politics in Iran because it turns out. There can be bad consequences to doing that. Oh, who knew? Mm -hmm. The Middle East? <laughs> the Middle West, maybe. This is the story of an Iranian-born reporter who immigrated to Canada but then returns to Iran. Uh-oh. I see where this is going. Yeah. Look, no feel-good story of love and hope ever starts off with anyone voluntarily going to <laughs> Iran. So, going out on a limb here, I'm going to take a guess that this is the story of war, captivity, and torture. Uh, pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Good pull. Your first time. Your first time. Here, right out of the gate there, John. Yeah. Yeah. Right on the Thank nose. you. Thank you, guys. With its political commentary <laughs> and hard-hitting drama, Rosewater is the least likely film to share a cast member in common with Death to Smoochie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually written and directed by John Stewart, who became involved with the story when his interview with Mazir Bahari was used in Iran to prove that he was spying for Americans. Although I'm pretty sure an episode of the Snorks would be enough for the crack justice team over there in Iran to reach the conclusion they had already come to. Didn't Paul Rudd call his penis Rosewater in Anchorman? Actually, that was Kenneth Noisewater. <laughs> well, uh, a movie about Paul Rudd's penis interrogating a journalist in Iran sounds pretty damn interesting, too. That. Written and directed by The Daily Show Stewart, don't be surprised if at the end of the movie we found out it's all George Bush's fault. Uh, <laughs> yes, I remember now. This is the film that Stewart took a hiatus from his show to go over and shoot. I didn't know it was called Rosewater. Up to now, I've only known it as John Oliver's favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Gail Garcia Bernal stars as Bahari, who was interrogated and tortured for 118 days in Iran because oh. he used a portable camera to broadcast civil unrest. Wait, a, a camera? Really? Are there no cell phones in Iran? Actually, I believe that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds right. What's hard to believe is that Midnight Express is still going on in some countries, except no gay sex. Oh. That's what she said. <laughs> The reviews are already coming in. Barrel of laughs, says Infidel Daily. John Stewart better watch his back. Kidding! Not kidding. Says Iranian <laughs> state-run news, I guess. I guess. I guess. Yeah, they're, uh, I guess they're believable. Look for the sequel. When, look for the sequel when John Stewart has Rosewater director John Stewart on his show as a guest. Then guest John Stewart becomes a target of the Iranians, and host John Stewart has to make a film to get himself out of jail in a new movie from Charlie Kaufman and David Lynch. Hey, Ooh, that sounds interesting. I'll see that movie. Yeah. 
Oh, I'll see this movie too. Now, this was uh, uh, just based on the title. I thought this was Judge Reinhold's character in Beverly Hills Cop got his own movie at first. Rosewood. I think, I think that's Rosewood. Rosewood. Yeah, that's yeah. Which there's already been a movie be called it, yeah. Rosewood. Yeah, and it's not about that either. <laughs> Have they ever <laughs> gone? How long would that be? Thirty years, and then did a spinoff of a character deep in a movie that you know they just they just greenlit Creed, which is the son Terrible of Apollo band. Creed. Oh. No, that would be the worst movie, right? The story of Creed. I thought it was a guy in the office. <laughs> I was going to say, that'd be right? a great story. Because <laughs> yeah. Frazier worked. Right? Apollo, Apollo Creed's son, coached by Rocky, Rocky. Balboa, huh. is the new movie. Which, I think that's a pretty decent Rocky sequel. Hmm. If you're going to do Rocky 8, 12. Yeah. You know, that's a good idea, because I have no idea what you just said. So to me, it would be a totally new movie. No movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great idea. Right? Was, that, was he ever on screen? Paulo's kid, uh, yeah, as a baby, maybe, or whatever. probably watching the TV and going, "Yay!" Just yeah, that yeah. one shot. Wasn't there, a, <laughs> wasn't there a Rocky where the two kids fought? Because I'd see that, that like was, two eight-year-old, like ro- little little Rocky and little Creed fighting, <laughs> and that robot that Rocky <laughs> gave him Rocky for get him in the match. <laughs> that was the height of 1980s space oh, technology. That robot. That was. Oh, for the record, um, oh, I read an article already on Rosewater that the the trailer is bad. And we watched the trailer. Okay, I was going to say, but as, as, and it, more it, to it. But even when we watch it, I kind of go, I'll see that movie. Yeah. But apparently the movie is much more uh, entertaining than the mm. trailer would lead you to believe. Well, it does that, seem serious. That damn song that they blast in there, like, I don't know. It just seems like some big romantic terrorist movie. Oh, do they have like a they <laughs> have trailer? Big, fat romantic terrorist movie. Trailer, trailer song number yeah, one in there? some terrible, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the trailer I was now I haven't I haven't heard this side of it, but at least I knew that there was you know there was a, a larger tale just from the Daily Show side of it, uh, but that the whole trailer is like even when you're in jail, there's hope you know, and, like, and it shows him like reaching up and touching the sunlight, like the bodyguard, and, you know, like yeah, exactly <laughs> and cradling Whitney Houston and carrying her out. But I was just like, it's so weird because the movie makes it look like. We're gonna focus on a all 118 days in this jail and not leave. Yeah, it does you know? look a little like drawn out. I know you're leaving because I know the story. There's ins and outs and there's what have you. So you know what I'm saying. But I said this Especially about. Especially the what have I think you. He, dies. <laughs> he dies in the movie. Do I ruin anything? He dies in the movie. <laughs> well, it's history. We should all know it. Right? Like World exactly. War II. Yeah. But I, I said this about Captain it. Phillips when those two uh, guys, Somalis. Somalis, just decided to act like amazingly. Yeah. yeah. So. John Stewart, from what I understand, has never written or directed a movie, but just goes off and writes and directs a great movie. Yeah. So, when I say this, it's it's not the literal translation, translation, but apparently anyone can write and direct a movie. <laughs> yeah. Now, not anyone can, but it's the that's the one thing, or or acting is something that everyone has the potential of being able to do well. Unlike open heart surgery, oh, you yeah. can't just <laughs> decide to ha- conduct but, open but heart surgery. But you don't know that. Have yes. you tried? <laughs> so actually, Lee, if you could lay down here, I'm going to use this pen you might do and it. see if there I'm good go. at open heart surgery. We should sterilize that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to blow see, it? We, what Very we little of open heart surgery is open to interpretation. Like, eh, this is the way I do it. <laughs> I like to there's di- there's outside different methods. Left just my approach. Left ventricle my ass. That's what Yeah, I come in through the spine. That's just how I do it. <laughs> so anyway, I think that what this guy in the, in the article was saying was that I think you'll find Rosewater funnier than it is, mm. believe oh, it or not. It, like funnier? I think the guy, I think That's the lead amazing. guy has more charm and character that gets him well, through this Gael. than you would know. You don't get it, much it seems more like charming than that guy. Yeah, he's a pretty charming guy. But yeah, I would imagine being a little more personable because you do, those these just look like flat emotions presented. You know, like being in jail is terrible. Don't you wish for freedom? Like, yeah, okay. Let's talk to the guy who's <laughs> been to the Middle East because I'm never going. Thank you, Hollywood. Oh, yeah, yeah, never yeah. going to go. Never ever. But John, you've been. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> John, have you been in was a prison great, for 118 been, I've been, days? I've, been to, I've never been to jail, thankfully, oh, right. in any country. I have been to Israel. I have yeah. been to parts of Egypt. Uh, none of my experiences were uh, like that. Didn't involve I mean, political was, detaining? I was never during, <laughs> no, I was never detained politically or otherwise. Well, maybe otherwise. Um, yeah, no, uh, you know, I was in a pretty civilized uh, area. Well, I don't yeah. know. Do you uh-huh. might recommend it? Well, where I was, sure. Yeah. Israel is beautiful. Egypt is is beautiful. I mean, did you, you know, see like the pyramids and all that? Or? I did not go to the pyramids. I was more uh, towards the border of Israel, and uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, um, they weren't blowing up the square and throwing bombs and all that. Like they not when I was there. Yeah, uh, they knew I was there. there they was cleaned no, up for company. They right. did. No, Just like was, China, they cleaned was, their it air. It was beautiful. The but you have you been to Canada? <laughs> Paul? <laughs> just like Israel? The Sundowner Lounge in like Fort Erie, Israel. yeah, if you want uh, all nude. Uh, <laughs> of course, It's I've the been. Canadian ballet. <laughs> yeah. Their, uh, ballet. their English yeah. is better in Israel than in Canada. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. I, can't, I can't believe I, I had a chance to go to Saudi Arabia pre 9 11, even pre 9 11 in 1992. I had a, a, a chance to go there and because uh, my uncle was stationed there. And it's obviously quite expensive and stuff, but I think now that I think back, I mean, obviously, there's to go with a military escort. That'd be the way to that's go. That's the way to do it, right? That's the only way you can do it now. And yeah. now there's literally no re- no way I'll ever go to Saudi Arabia ever for the rest of my life. It was like the, that's good because we'd have to find out. someone to sit in your chair. Yeah. And we don't have that kind of and time. And nobody uses no host quite how to use this mic exactly you're the only one resident enough for that. Saudi mic. Arabia yeah I don't think you're missing no I ain't going I might have told you the story I'll do a really short version I was doing Schoolhouse Rock Live and so we had a producer that um, hired this guy to a manager to get us all sorts of jobs and somehow a prince in Saudi Arabia he loves Schoolhouse Rock and he loved puppets and so he wanted that. he wanted us this we, is not going to end well <laughs> he wanted us to incorporate more puppets into the show and come over there and do it and I remember one day I got a call from the producer the people that were at the table next to you in the other story they called they you. came over and <laughs> said are you okay I get a call from the producer and I remember being a married woman, you, I don't usually pass things by Paul, but I remember he goes, do you want to go to Saudi Arabia? We're putting together this tour. And I remember going to Paul and saying, would it be weird if I went with the Schoolhouse Rock people to Saudi Arabia to do this puppet show at a for this, you know, prince? And Paul's like, please do not do that. <laughs> and I remember... It, you know it's going to be like $10 million. Uh, it's just Money's just nothing to that. Yeah, and it was before true. 9-11. Yeah. And I guess we would have had to wear our costumes. We would have had to have, like, the scarves added. It fell through, but what? Yeah. Really? That doesn't sound well, now, don't they, for the don't record, they hire, like, uh, people to just go over oh, and Oh, Beyonce's done shows like, over there, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But and it, it, wasn't there some It's uh, not, it's not a completely different world. I mean, I mean it is. Yeah, and yeah. there's some different beliefs and, 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 you know, but I don't, you know, it's not like you're going to outer space and you don't know what's going to happen to you. <laughs> I, I Will, there there be be like Will there be right, oxygen? Yeah, like, I, you, you can breathe there. <laughs> it's not like Tijuana. There's rules. There's rules. I ain't going down to Mexico either. Neither am I. Never. Oh, never. Mexico, Africa, and Middle East. Going nope. to Tijuana than the Middle I'm East. I'm fine. Yeah. Yep. I'm fine. I'll go to New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. How about that. Hold on there, Professor. <laughs> they don't have the same donkeys there. Yeah. Oh, they have a show. I've heard good spas though. Oh. All right. Well, let's. I have some news. What? Uh, we have a sponsor of sorts. Yay! Sweet. The Hillbilly Horror Other Show. Cool. Now, this is a relatively new show that showcases new and upcoming horror short films and filmmakers. They do a one-hour show where they show these shorts, and they, they host it kind of as beer-guzzling hillbillies. Love oh. that. So, you know, nice. they're, they're combining comedy and movies, so we can I love the word that. hillbilly. Yeah. I, I hate when people say I like redneck. I like horror hillbillies. hillbillies. I think, the, yeah, the whole thing 
Great horror pieces. hillbilly. Great yeah. picture. I've lived near hillbillies, and the horror part is perfect. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. from hillbilly stock. Yeah. Well, we're, we are saying horror, not horror, right? Horror. Okay. Yeah. Horror. <laughs> whole different, have, whole different show. I have a question though. Did did they get her done? Of course. Okay. Of course naturally. Uh, no, but yes. they, the show hasn't been on too long, but they already have DVD compilations, oh, which okay. has got to be great for the filmmakers too, right? Hey, I yeah. got this short horror film. What do I do with it? Yeah. It shows up on the Hillbilly Horror Show. They have a lot of fun with it. Next thing you know, it's out and uh, being available great. to a bigger a, audience. Uh, you can get them on Amazon. So. You know, this is a perfect oh, uh, perfect connection between two different ideas because whenever you think of hillbillies, you think of the woods and you think of being out in cabins. When you think of horror, you think of the woods and you think about being in cabins. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So let's, uh, let's hear what they have to say. Yeehaw! Hillbilly Horror Show, the series Wicked Channel gives 9 out of 10 stars, is now on DVD. BestHorrorMovies.com says it's a lot of fun and I'm itching for more. It sure is. If you love horror films and want to see the lovely Lulu played by Rachel Faulkner featured in Maxim strutting around in her Daisy Dukes, pretty as a hog, wallowing in the mud, then Hillbilly Horror Show is for you. Grab your copy at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or visit us on the web at HillbillyHorrorShow.com. Wow, that's, that's a real cool. commercial. Like hee haw meets, uh, you know. Yeah, they're kissing. What? Horror. Oh. <laughs> hee haw meets horror. Hey. I, I love when they said Barnes and Noble. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's just, all that sort of stuff was uh, sort of uh, wallowing like a pig and shit. You and know like, what's also great Barnes about Noble. Barnes and Noble? Is, <laughs> <laughs> now, Barnes and Noble, do they still have like actual stores that you can go into? No, it's just a person. They do. Border, they do. Borders <laughs> two guys. Yeah. They, got a guy. <laughs> they got the Barnes. The reason I think they that's important. Steve Barnes, Mike Noble. I'm Barnes and I'm Noble. The hillbillies I know are not going on Amazon.com to get their hillbilly horrors. They are. (laughs) That's an interesting question. Do you think the hillbilly horror show attracts hillbilly viewers? It's people like us, right? Why wouldn't it? it No, I think so. so. You're saying you're not a hillbilly is what you're saying. You don't know because it (laughs) I thought that was assumed. I have I have a lot of hillbillies in my family, yeah. and they love hillbilly humor. I, I grew up watching Hee Haw because my 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 relatives are quite the hillbillies. You were uh, you were in the audience. I defy anybody to to Google or to uh, go to YouTube and enter Hee Haw and not spend the next half hour watching <laughs> shit. Oh, right. I have the DVD collection of <laughs> Hee Haw. Absolutely. It's so Why great. wouldn't you? All right, well, enough of that. Let's uh, spend some quality time here with our guest, director of the upcoming film Funeral Day, which has a crowdsourcing or crowdfunding, whatever you want to call it, campaign that we want you to get behind, John Weinberg. (laughs) He's been here, but we're introducing him again. You, I'm clapping for myself. (laughs) Hey, that's what it's all about. Actually, before we get into Funeral Uh Day, let's let's find out what we uh, ask every guest on our show. What is your favorite movie of all time? Of all time? Yes. Mm, it's a tough one. Be careful. Is it? Be careful. This is, is make it tough. What's the first thing that came to your mind when, when you said it? Um, That's the one. Boom. I am. I'm scared and nervous right now. It is. Um, is it too pretentious if it's a foreign film? No, nah, go for uh, it. Okay, okay. We haven't. We've had very nah, little pretension on here. Cineast. It'll be well, a lad variety. I am. I am. I'm happy that I can bring bring some pretension. Uh, it That's is, okay. We'll play it. On one them. of my favorite films is uh, called Festin or the Celebration. Oh, it, uh, Von Trier. It's well. It's no, but it's one of the one of the original oh, one um, of the dogma. dogma. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, one of the I good ones. One. Yeah. Uh, really, one of my yeah, one of my the favorite celebration. Films. Who's the director of that? It's uh, Thomas Winterberg. Yes, Winterberg. It was really great. Um, actually, he also did most recent The Hunt, which is fantastic. Never. Oh, he, he made that. Yeah, a buddy of mine lent me that with uh, Mads Mickelson, yeah, Michelson, or whatever. And he's in Celebration. From, uh, Apparently, that Royale. movie's. You've not awesome. seen it yet? No, but oh, a friend of mine the, gave it to me. Said you have to see it. Is great. Uh, the celebration is amazing, and yes, it does have some of that Dogma ninety five stuff. Oh, I so love it's that very stuff. raw, 
but that's how amazing it is. It's shot, what country it, is it? Uh, uh, it was Denmark. Denmark? Yeah, Denmark. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, yeah, it's Denmark, and it was all shot on, believe it or not, remember the one CCD camera? PD-150? I think old, it was shot on PD-150. Yeah, it was yeah. literally a handheld. It's so well acted, so well directed. Um, one of cool. my favorites. I love anything that makes you just feel like, yes, I could turn on a camera right now and make a movie. Like, when I watch a movie like that or... But, or, you, but then I turn it on, and, you know, it's a lot more work than... Oh hell yeah! Making movies is impossible. On. Yeah, no, it, uh, that's one. That's one of my favorites. Um, but I also like uh, yeah, because I've never heard you talk about that movie. Really? We've been friends and we for a talk while. every day. And we talk every, every day, day on the phone before I go to bed. Um, Eternal Sunshine is another favorite of mine, though. That's a great movie. One of yep. favorite. Very different movies, but yes. Yeah, yeah. No, that one I think I've heard you talk about. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to talk about to you about foreign films. Now, I, did either of those movies inspire Funeral Day? Your feature. So what we want here are stories from the trenches. Because, like you said, yeah, yeah, I can make a movie, and now you have. What what directions did that take you in? Uh, Yeah, uh, did they? Well, all movies have inspired me to make this because I I love movies, and I wanted to make one for a long time. Uh, As you know, Paul, as you know, Mm -hmm. Karen. And now these guys here know. Everyone I sure knows. do. And yeah. we're introducing yeah. that fact to the world, John. The, the world is knows that we all want to make movies. Um, yes, it, uh, it's not as easy <laughs> as I had it's hoped. Impossible. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> Even for a computer. Oh, don't say impossible, please. Even for a computer. We're almost done. We're almost done. We, yeah, uh, it's, it was... We, there, I, thankfully, I didn't write the script. Uh, script is by a great screenwriter named Chris Elstrand out of Canada. So when I was making fun of Canada before, it was... I love Canada. Hey, you I have love Canada. Canada. I am. I'm part kidding? Canadian. Yes, um, I am. Uh, Chris Alstrand wrote it, um, and uh, he also wrote the short I did. And I, which got play in a lot of fests. Right? Yeah, it did well. It cool. was It was a good movie called Yes, You Deserve It, which you can't find anywhere yet, but hopefully um, it will be available somewhere. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Funeral Day. Um, so it was a film that seemed doable uh, with not tons One of location. money. One uh, location. It was it was silent and yeah. and it's all in black, um, darkness. Yeah, uh, no not black lighting. Things. Yeah, <laughs> no lighting and no sound. But they always say like, oh, how can they make such great profits on like these movies like The Purge and and uh, the the uh, Sinister? And I'm like. It's a single location yeah, that is haunted. House. It's a yeah. one place that is haunted. Never a couple places that are haunted. That keeps budget down. We we <laughs> we there there are longer scenes that take place in you know in 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 a location. So we we stay, but no, we had we actually had a lot of locations. Um, have, having to find a, a hospice, a diner, mm. a number of apartments. Uh, diner was difficult, but that was awesome. We ended up shooting where they shot the beginning of. Um, Reservoir Dogs, that great oh, diner scene. Yeah, is that still there? Awesome. Over in, uh, what in is that, Pasadena e- or something? Eagle Rock. Yeah, Eagle, Eagle Rock. Rock which cool. is, uh, pa- I've never pa- eaten there. Pat and Lorraine's. Fun. Pat and Lorraine's, a little shout out. They were awesome. Sweet. Really cool. It's changed a bit. But yeah, I mean, it was a movie that seemed doable and one I wanted to do. And uh, I got some some producing partners. And um, I actually co-directed this uh, with a guy named Ronnie Butler. And uh, produced it with uh, uh, Christopher Carley and... Um, and now I have another producer on board named Je- Jesse Milkman. And um, anyway. What's the story? What's so, the story? So, there? yeah, the story is about a guy who uh, wakes up in a panic on the morning of his friend's funeral. And he thinks he found a lump in his testicles and decides to skip the funeral to try to fix his own shitty life. Mm. Um, and so, yes, wow. it's a dark comedy. Um, now, if you're, if you're a, a TV fan, you've got a guy in there that people might know from... 
Balky? From, from what? Balky? He said hockey. Balky is in it. Absolutely. Uh, no, yes. From, Tyler uh, Labine. Tyler Labine is in it. Uh, he's currently the uh, the star of Deadbeat, which is a Hulu show. Oh, yeah. uh, Right now, shooting its second uh, season. Got some yeah, yeah. got some great people. Well, that's uh, great. What was the old Supernatural show with like a devil in it? Or what was it? That he, uh, Reaper. He Reaper. Was Reaper. That's right. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's done some great, great shows. He, um, great movies. He's, he's, uh, he's fun. Dale, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, yeah, that's him. That's him. Isn't it? That's yeah. him, which we're talking about. Hillbilly. Oh, uh, that's perfect. Horror. That's a Hillbilly horror. Hillbilly right horror. Yeah. Uh, Tyrunian, uh, <laughs> a guy named Tyrunian as well. Great Canadian uh, actor. There's actually a lot of Canadians in it. Did you shoot in Canada? We you, did. Get a, we, you get a majority actually, Canada. We, we did have a lot of Canadians there. We were all we shot it all on on location in L.A., which was awesome. Okay. Um, uh, just now, does it take place in L.A.? Yeah, but I mean L.A. Okay, so yes. you're not trying to make L.A. look like something else. We're not trying to make L.A. look like something. Sometimes else. it's easy and sometimes it's hard. Yeah. I've seen you know people try that and it's tough. No, we're, we're, we were hoping because L.A.'s got that distinct look. It does. Of. Like you mean like the, the addresses right on the on the ground. You just know there's certain <laughs> yeah. things that are just L.A. All the parking signs don't, yeah, yeah. don't park on Tuesdays and eight yeah. to ten. Um, Every yeah, shot's got a freeway in the background. I mean, we we yeah. like the the guy runs throughout the film from destination to destination, and so you you see L.A. and We wanted to sort of use L.A. too, okay, so we you know we weren't trying to hide anything. Um, we shot the whole thing, um, feature film, in thirteen days, which was nice, crazy. Well, you nice. said he runs. That he makes sense. Runs. <laughs> we, scene to scene. Right. Well, we always we talk, sped it up. We right. always talk about how long it takes to make these Hobbit movies. That's because they're small people taking small steps. It's yes. going to take longer, oh, that's right? True. <laughs> you've got nineteen days. Adult. Boom! You've got and a regular stride. Me right. being almost five foot eight, right. I have a huge yeah. stride. So, uh, so yeah, we shot we shot it uh, quite quickly. Um, great cast. A lot of the cast comes in and out. Um, so that was great. We were able to get people, and we uh, like Jed Reese, uh, who is from Galaxy Quest fame, uh, and many other things. Um, uh, we got Susie Nakamura, who uh, oh, great she's comm- great. She's great. Second City's own. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, I'm forgetting people. Dominic Reigns. There's so many people. Uh, it was great. Um, now Tyler Bean here interrupts your your video for your crowdfunding right. to talk about uh, a character. We got now. Explain what you're saying about this character right before he interrupts. Kind of what I told you. I'm just, uh, I guess, in the in the pitch video, we're just uh, talking about that this guy is uh, decides he he can't go to his friend's funeral um, because he, he has to fix the things that are broken in his own life, and then and then Tyler, or more accurately, he is a self-absorbed hypochondriac who is hey, using his hi. what? Uh, uh, it's another one of our actors, Tyler Levine, Ta-da, who is using his friend's funeral as an excuse. Uh, to, what? what I, uh, huh? I was just gonna. Oh, you were, you were in the middle of saying something. No, I just wanted... Awesome. Wait, no, continue. I just... <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm confused. I thought I was in the middle of saying something directly to camera, who is using his friend's funeral as an excuse to avoid facing death. Not his, I found a lump in my nuts death, but his, definitely my friend is dead death. There's a difference. <laughs> right. So he's giving you shit right so there. So he's giving the me shit, yeah. yeah. Um, what, is, what is this crowdsourcing... Uh, Yes. Yeah, so, again. So, so we shot the movie already. We're we're trying to raise a bit of money to to finish the movie. We're we're editing right now. Obviously, we still need to color correct, sound edit, composer, all those things. So you're not going to do all that. Believe me, <laughs> just do it uh, yourself. I wish I could. Um, <laughs> Paul, that's one reason I'm here. Don't say, hey, say Can what? you do some of this for me? I still I still job out. I've run a production company for a while. I still job out color. Oh my. God. And I know I'm. And as Adams always said, we're losing money every minute we don't learn it. Seriously, yeah. Da Vinci. Who has time to learn, learn it? You, da Vinci, charge whatever you want. All you got to do is there's a couple words you, you can say. There's, there's a couple words you can, you say to people. And you're like red camera, and they're like ah, and they just throw money at you. Yeah. Or you say uh, Da Vinci Resolve, and then they just throw money at you. Maya, have you, have you learned it yet? 
No. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We're losing money. Yeah, losing um, money. <laughs> so we're, we're raising money. Um, so we started a crowdfunding campaign on a great new platform called Seed and Spark. So if you go to seedandspark.com and you look up Funeral Day, hopefully, actually, it should be on the front page now. Um, but it, it's a great, uh, great new platform. I think they've been around a couple of years. Uh, it's totally for film. It's film-based. You can raise money for production, for crowdfunding. And then it's even a... Um, Sort of, they have a dist- distribution um, side of it too, because you can screen your movie. Um, they only take a small percentage, I think, quite a bit smaller than than iTunes and all that. So, if you do get greenlit on that, uh, greenlit just meaning you you raise the money that you set out to do, you can actually, um, if you want, if you decide to, you can have your movie streamed there. Hmm. That's cool. Which is cool, yeah. And I think they're working on a lot of other things. So, yeah, we just decided to go with them. It seemed seemed really great this, to partner. Now, up. Did you use them to raise your production budget, or is this for post? Uh, any well, you can raise anything on there. Yeah. From, but we, uh, we kind of went a little traditional uh, with raising money. Uh, I.e., friends and family. Friends and family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but we did. Yes, we got uh, investors on the on the production side. Okay. Um, friends and family, and friends of friends and fa- of family, and doctors. What doctors and dentists? Doctors and dentists. Yeah. Oh. Dentists. Dentists. Yeah. I didn't go after That's any what, that, dentists. You're supposed to, from what I've heard. Uh, yes, so we raised money there. Um, sort of always a plan that if we need more money, um, that we would do the crowdfunding afterwards to sort of show that we hang, had to Hang on. So this is a perfect example. If a rich guy came to John now <laughs> and said, John Weinberg, you can have all the money you need for your movie yeah. if you let me be your new friend, you'd Come say. Come out to my facility, I'd say I art. will wrestle. <laughs> yep. I will put on, um, uh, uh, what was it? I will go to Saudi Arabia. and Saudi Arabia and do a puppet show. And do a puppet show. Yep. I will go yep. to wherever you went and sit with that guy at that table. I'm telling you, this is why that story happened. <laughs> there yes. you go. I may not. In sync it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> will not in sync him in his trousers. Yeah, but, I, uh, not, I may not in sync it anywhere. Oh, that's uh, well, nah, you know, depends how much the money is. Mm-hmm. Yes, but that's yes, why. yes, I may. Uh, yes, to finish the movie, there's a lot I would do. Do you have a goal for uh, like deadline to for all this? The movie. Yeah, I know, but is there like a time? Because some people want to premiere at certain festivals. I mean, is there one you got a target on or? Well, I mean, are you holding that close to your chest? I'm holding that close to my chest. Okay. No, I mean, we, we look. We'd love to, we'd love it to be done sooner than later, but uh, you know, we just need to get we need the money yeah, yeah, to finish yeah. it. Do they have a deadline on this site? Like, you got 30 days? Or yeah, yeah. Bad? So we have um, we did a 45 day campaign. Okay, you can choose sort of. I think it's 35 and 45. Uh, we're about eight days in, something like that. Oh, good. So there's plenty of time. There's plenty for of time. Yeah, to if you go out. to seedandspark.com, look up funeral day. And uh, please, how do you spell it out? So S E E D. It's S E E D A N D S P A R K dot com. Uh, funeral day. Anything helps, really. Now is uh, that on five the bucks, internet? Bucks. Um, it it's is, at Amazon.com. It's on this <laughs> new internet. In, okay. the, the new internet. The new Have internet. you been to the new internet? No, I can't find internet. it. Internet.com. Internet.com. <laughs> it's on internet.com slash www. <laughs> Go to internet.com, then look up. Seedandspark.com. Tyler Labine's a funny guy. We don't want him to have been funny, and now we don't see it. You think it'll ever be in Barnes & Noble? I know, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, I hope that we get it out soon enough before Barnes & Noble does not exist anymore. Right. Uh, yes, but um, what else can I tell you? Uh, anyway, we got it. We shot it. It, was, it wasn't It was easy, though. I have to tell you. 13 days. Um, we uh, lost a few actors during uh, along the way. We Did lost you some, die? Like, Twilight Did they, Zone? No you one, them? No one died. Not in a helicopter, at least. Oh, okay. Yeah, not in a hel- helicopter. Uh, hopefully, I will you still work in this. You mean to schedule. Yeah. Oh, right. 
to scheduling. We lost an actress to, to scheduling. Gotcha. Our helicopter, we couldn't we couldn't afford it, so we just scrapped everyone in. Couldn't get low enough. I'm a little concerned. You weren't inspired by your own testicles, were you? Always inspired by my own <laughs> testicles. You, you weren't like playing with your Wait, testicles. Karen, you're like, there's a bump on my balls. I believe that is one of the first things you ever said to me, that I have inspiring testicles. Oh, <laughs> I think about it all the time, but I, I guess I finally that. said it now, out loud. Now, which, They're awe-inspiring. <laughs> like, which testicle are you inspired by? <laughs> <laughs> well, the balls I've always looked up to. Uh, now, which song does your the title of your movie go with, Transformers or uh, Goldfinger? <laughs> True, good point. Let's, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's go with Transformers. <laughs> you you did! Did! More than testicles! <laughs> That's actually, know. that is the, that, that should works. be the, the, the whatever tagline, <laughs> more than just testicles. Uh, thankfully, it was not inspired by any lump in my own Gee. testicle. Yeah. Testicles meet the eye. But, <laughs> but yes, this, 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 there, there is that serious element. To it, as everyone's laughing. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. testicles. Wrong meet show. Testicles Wrong meet show. Like a Ouija fart thing. Let's get this serious. Everyone's laughing at cancer, please. Yes. Um, We're trying to enjoy. Hey, that's how we defeat it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can't cry all the time. Okay. Yes. We laugh at it. We laugh at cancer. until it kills us. No, and also yes. balls. <laughs> what can I say? Are balls? you at the front? Are you at the front of the Seed and Spark uh, page because it's such a new website, or and did you earn your way up there through? Balls. Honestly, I'm serious. What? Or did you earn your way up there through a bunch of uh, people like, finally I'm, getting aboard? You know what? I'm going to go with the latter. Good. Say B. You're the project that, they're pushing. Yeah, that that it's doing so it doesn't, well. Doesn't hurt that you're just at the front for whatever reason. No. I don't take it. I'm as, not going to pretend to know. But I'm going to just assume it's because it's the awesome so power exciting. of the project. It's such an awesome project, and yeah, and everyone should be, you know, supporting. We'll it. go and support the shit out of that. And in the meantime, that we're gonna play. Profound, <laughs> what did you see? This I had a great week? joke there, but oh, did? no, 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 no! I'm not gonna do it. It's, it was funny. Well, uh, what, what did you see this week? Let's play a little. What did you see this week? Now, I've made up for some lost time because last week I didn't see anything because we were out of town. This week I saw a lot of stuff. We saw Foxcatcher. We mentioned yes. that. I will say it is a movie works on you. Oh, I'm so It's excited. still working on me. It's, uh, it's, Bennett Miller is a hell of a director. He's very calculated. And, uh, you know, and, and you can kind of see with Capote and Moneyball where it was going, but he's handling much more emotionally charged material this time on he does it really And try well. to avoid, if someone starts talking about the movie, just try to avoid hearing about it. Yeah. He obviously hates real life stories. Yeah. Apparently, apparently <laughs> For those of us who know the Foxcatcher story, is it still you something still worth seeing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You should totally see <laughs> it. Yeah, right. yeah you should really absolutely well see done. it. Uh, then we saw, I, we saw Big Hero 6. Oh, yeah. sweet. How is it? movie in the country. It's fun. It was good. And the man that you like his voice, uh, that voice actor. Oh, Jay Miller, the human cartoon? He was there and he was really funny. you like his voice. He even knew what I was talking about. Uh, he was there in the audience. Uh, he did a like, question and answer. It was great. He's oh, not even in the movie. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's Paul had his picture with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he sent me. Um, yeah. And Scott Adsit was, his voice was just great. Was he there? He wasn't. Nah, I yeah. wish. He was great. Now we got the, the directors, Genesis Rodriguez. Yeah. You know who she is? She, she's not a director, is she? That's no. Voice. Okay. no. She was one of the voices, yeah. I, I, she was Pretty just... Girl. In something. She uh, was one tall glass of water, mm-hmm. tall drink of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but it's good. It's it's good in the way Wreck-It Ralph is. It, it, 
I know they're trying to, you know, all these movies now really want to hit you with the emotion. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite no, work as much, but didn't matter me. because the action was just kind of insane and fun. Yeah. And the villain in it is really cool. Yeah. This, this, he does look cool. Wait, we're yeah. talking Kabuki. about Hero 6? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. The Kabuki <laughs> know, guy right? is really cool. And he, he has these little microbots, I guess they're called, that can form anything. So they're always forming something underneath him so he can rise way up tall oh, or, awesome. or fly really fast just on these things that just move underneath it him. It really is... Because there's so many Disney princess movies where girls are inspired to be pretty and have a boy, this movie was cool because they're inspired to be smart and come up with neat inventions and use your imagination. Boring. I prefer the other. Stop boring everybody. They really did. They really did schedule it well. It's like, well, we really yeah. girled out on Frozen. It's time to like go the other direction. So we yeah. got everything going yeah. now. So that was cool. Uh, we also saw the Imitation Game, the new movie about uh, Alan Turing, who wow. broke the Enigma machine uh, during World oh, War the II. Code, the Code, the code Breaker. Oh. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. And I'm on a new Benedict Cumberbatch, he as if it? I've he just discovered him or something. We were watching Sherlock, and yes. that was amazing. Finally and got that. Under- then we Those went to see movies. this movie. There were movies, what, absolutely. What's this? I can't deal That's with robot. Robots. <laughs> Karen is doing robot hands. Oh my god! Because it's he's so only good. been in one movie. Does this not year. compute. Yeah. Does not <laughs> compute. Derelict. Derelict. Brother Slew. Did that one accurately? So, so he set the Enigma machine on like the corner of the table and knocked it off and broke it. Or what, what was the? <laughs> the yeah. That's the, the Rubik's cube, right? No, so, this, this is a movie true about story solving too. the Rubik's cube. It's a true story as well, and I think that it's good. And I also liked Karen Knightley in it. I didn't Knightley. Kira I believe it's pronounced nightly. I <laughs> thought <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of hers, but the I thought she did silent. a good job. No, she was great. I'm a big fan I'm of hers. Fan of hers. Does I she act? Uh, yes. In this one, <laughs> you'll she notice act she's in this one? <laughs> hot and she's acting. Wow. Rangy. Rangy. That's good. Now, because I know. Where'd the, you see that? Oh, uh, at a movie theater. The DGA. Smartass. DGA. No, because I know how the Enigma Machine story goes. Can I see this one too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, because really do you know a lot about Alan Turing, though? No, I just know oh. how. Do they, his do personal they... story is oh, very yeah. interesting oh, okay. as well. He's breaking yeah, yeah. this code. It's all about secrets. He has some of his own. There's a whole big story. And it's uh, well told. It's I well like told. that. It's a little more of a movie than Foxcatcher is like real bare bones, like just mm. haunting sort of solid shit. And, but, you know, Alexander Desplat does the score <laughs> great for great composer he's a great composer but it gets a little sweeping and then you yeah, kind of oh well, i'm in a movie now you know you kind of yeah, like james horner used to do that where <laughs> yeah, it's like hey you're totally. in a movie just in case you were wondering yeah. why, didn't, like, they, oh, yeah, why right. didn't they use enigma for the music yeah like, right remember? why did they use enigma in the lead oh. sadness part one <laughs> yeah right it's oh. <laughs> the only part i know uh, but but <laughs> it was ridiculous. There was a time when on the radio you could listen to Gregorian chants. Uh, right. I loved it. It was my freshman year in college. <laughs> I think you could do that again on Sirius. They must have a channel. Okay, yeah. Gregorian, <laughs> Gregorian 102. Oh, Gregorian all the time. <laughs> all the time. And lastly, uh, I saw a movie called Black or White, which the only thing I heard what about is this all about. I've heard it doesn't matter if you're black Michael or white. Michael Jackson. <laughs> 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 uh, Kevin Costner, one of my favorites of all time, and I will. You know, go down as a Costner. Apologies for everything. We already we can't even go a, a show. I would bodyguard go, was so uh, great. We already talked. I know about we've already bodyguard. talked about Costner. We should see. I bet we talk about Costner every show. If he ran a camp for wrestlers, I would <laughs> run and around I, and half said, naked. And I said this in one of our meetings. You can't beat the uh, the one the Costner out of seven you. punch or whatever it is of uh, Untouchables, No Way Out, yeah. Bull Durham, oh, Field amazing. of Dreams. Yeah, he's the, the Jim Carrey Wolves, of JFK. Time. I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Funnier. Yeah. yeah. And again, he pulled a Jim Carrey for like, uh, you know. All Robin those movies Bell. are great. And Robin Hood. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, that's oh, a great run. How and did he lose all of his personality for that movie? 
All of it. Well, you know why? because his he, tights are too tight. He didn't do an accent. He refused to do an. I think honestly, had he just done even of a shitty British accent, we would have been a little more forgiving of that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, he we might make fun of it more. Actually, <laughs> I think he might have actually made the right choice on that one. A little Crash Davis wouldn't hurt though in, in his in his portrayal of Robin Hood, right? Now that uh, brings us up an interesting question, uh, which is: there are movies that in the past. Now I have a lot of love for Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves, Men in Tights. And yet I have uh, not seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves since what, 92, I think that came out. Yeah, 91 even. Yeah. Uh, 91. Should I see it again? No. Or leave it where <laughs> yeah. it is? In my mind, perfect question. with a girlfriend I and everything. I like that song, though. Anything I do, all, I do yeah. for you. All I remember, I was just about to say, all I remember is being so mad at that video because he's playing in the uh, in the forest <laughs> and he's not plugged in at all. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate, oh. I just notice it every time and I'm like, you're, you're playing an electric guitar. You're playing electric yeah, guitar. You're not are you saying in. that music video is not realistic? <laughs> I'm what about the one where the guitar is plugged in and can create fire and blow up factories? And much, stuff? More reali- <laughs> much more realistic <laughs> than playing in the forest. At least they plugged it in. Yeah, at least they plugged it in. Damn Yankees. Does it bother you, in. John, because of that whole plugged in? I bet you it will. Does it bother you when you see a cartoon of someone playing guitar and they just have a, four strings, but they're obviously playing an electric guitar? Yeah. It should be six strings. They're, mi- they're missing strings. It makes me Well, it's because they only have person. four fingers. And uh, it's yeah, probably not even point. tuned. It's probably not tuned, and it's probably flipped around like Jimi Hendrix style <laughs> because they draw it the opposite direction. So they're probably all left-handed. They're all left-handed like Kurt Cobain so and Jimi Hendrix? Is you is or is you ain't my baby. Remember that, Tom and Jerry? Yeah. <laughs> and I bet you there's four damn strings. He was not plugged strings. in. He was not plugged in. He doesn't even have Yeah, he doesn't have Makes me crazy on Christmas tree ornaments too. If somebody gives me like a little guitar Christmas tree ornament, it you better have them. six fucking strings. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll break it over their tiny head. I love ruthless people. Will that still be good? I have no idea. Did I don't know about that. One. Tell you what, that one's not filled <laughs> with you nostalgia. Pl- you flipped it 180 degrees. <laughs> there was, and then was we were, yeah. well, we were, he brought up an interesting uh, thing. You know, the you know movie what, that you what happened loved? in that pause, Karen? Was what movie is that? What movie is that? <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that? Huh? Is that the one where? Is that the yeah. one with Bette Midler? Couldn't be. The one, huh? I think ex- there's a Rolling Stones exactly song, but that doesn't make any sense. I went back and forth between Ruthless People and War of the Roses. Which is a great movie, War of the Roses. Holds up, but it does hold up. I think I loved Some Kind of Wonderful. I'm going to admit that right here. It was, and I watched that again. I'm a yeah. sucker for and that movie. It's, it's oh, so you're good. so insane. Right? So <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but you know what? You're wearing my future on your ears or whatever she, he says at the uh, end there. It's so amazing. <laughs> what's her name? The chick, the short-haired chick in the uh, movie? She Mary plays Stewart the drums, oh, right? She's so good. Heartbreaker. So what good at the drum. Heartbreakers, yeah. The drums were plugged in. Oh, yeah, <laughs> those drums were plugged in. <laughs> so that's black <laughs> or white. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't seeing the, Costner. The Michael Jackson story. I wish the movie were shorter so we get a little more Costner time because he was yeah. there for a Q&A, which is yeah. why I went because, I mean, you get FaceTime with Costner. Oh, I thought that was cool. So that good. dude's a great talker. He, he's got a story for everything. Yeah. You know, and, and, oh, and this leads me to another thing I wanted to talk about with John because he and I have been to a number of screenings here in L.A. where they have Q&As, <gasps> and it is just, and I wrote an article about yeah. this. Go to themovieguys.net and look up the I Get It. You're an actor oh, article. Q and A's are the worst because these uh, SAG actors just. I mean, I'm happy to be in SAG, but it's embarrassing to be there when the Q and A's. But happen. I have I, I have learned over the years that it's not just actors. Oh I no mean, no it's, no! It's probably all it, time. They got guests it's, too. Yeah, the, the, it's all the filmmaker types too that have to reference their intense knowledge of Truffaut and Godard and, and their writer director. Uh, do you have a question? I've heard that in so many Q and A's. Like someone go. Do you have a question? Because they just gave their CV on filmmaking. It's yeah. amazing, and, and their and their praise. So, you know, yeah. the first thing they, they say is, "I just want to say, yeah. thank you for making this." Uh, when I 
just okay. Remember how I was doing the robot? Now I know why I was doing it. About Benedict Cumberbatch, we saw the movie, and Benedict Cumberbatch was there, and so he had to like facilitate this question and answer thing because the lady asking the questions was so it's in terrible. love with him mm-hmm. she couldn't deal with herself. And then the people in the, <laughs> seriously, this old lady, herself. and then the people in the audience, the ones in the front are lovely people trying to ask their question. Benedict can hear them. He has a microphone. So he has decided to repeat right. the question Which, for everyone else because he's a smart, intelligent person. In However, the actors in the back have to be a bunch of needy assholes. And before he can restate the question, they start screaming, can't we hear can't hear you. Louder. And it's so gross. And he goes, yeah. yes, I was going to restate the question. He had to like calm them down because they were so evil. You know, they're, they're so entitled. Oh, fuck. Absolutely. Overall, the, the, the actual... Q&A with, with the, I mean, not always, but with the uh, moderator and, and the whoever's there, whether it be the actors or the, the, the filmmakers, can be quite interesting. It's uh, always really Although sometimes really the moderators, like you say, yeah. can just, it'd be so embarrassing. Well, actually, Cumberbatch was interesting in his responses to uh, yes. when someone finally got a decent question about his preparation because there's no video on Alan Turing. There's no There's few photos, I guess. I mean, not many, I suppose. But there's mostly like... He read a ton of stuff about how different people described him in articles and, and things so, to mm-hmm. figure out how to play this character and make him the way, you know, he had little pauses and stuff that he did. And, a stutter he and has to stutters have. when he gets kind of excited about things. So, you know, he, he it was it really was, interesting uh, yeah. to hear all that once you get through the damn but yeah, questions. Go, so go back to what, why you brought this up. I mean... I mean, which is some of these. You threw your paper oh, Costner. Down. You yeah. throw your script so down. At, at, at Costner, someone's like, there's, there's, a, there's a character in black or white. Costner plays someone who has a, a, a granddaughter who's black, who's, who's a mixed race. Or white. And, oh, uh, or exactly. White. And he is going Milano? to get into a custody battle with. There's a catchy title for the movie, by the way. And he's white. All right. He's going to get in a custody battle with the girl's father and her family. So he, he's got a tutor to teach the girl who's also a 19 year old black kid. So. He takes. Uh, he goes old, down to South British Central. Or a, no, he's um, <laughs> Nigerian or something. So he brings <laughs> the uh, he brings the uh, the British kid tutor. with him and go. Well, I see what you're doing. He's a four door. Um, <laughs> we will not let you get this. And story. he goes to uh, he goes to South Central with his kid and he claims that uh, he's my bodyguard, but he's a meth tutor, so he's like a skinny kid. So everyone laughs. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I thought you meth said tutor. a meth tutor. A meth tutor. And he's skinny. Both. Yeah. Both. <laughs> Oh, fuck this fucking story. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not buying it. I mean, what happened I'm not buying with the it. question and answer I'm trying part. to tell you how stupid the person in the audience was. Who okay, said, go ahead. Get who to said, that. Get to that. Who said, was there a bodyguard in this because you were in the bodyguard? Oh, oh. Is that like an homage? Oh, my can you, can God. You, t- like, t- tell me one of your favorites. And it was like, yeah, you know what? It takes place in a, in a courtroom at the end because he was in The Untouchables where they prosecuted... <laughs> where uh, they had crime. Yeah, Capone. So. And that's why this baby carriage is right here. And then he yeah, pushes exactly. off the stage. I gotta say, that reminds me. I do love in Three Days to Kill when he sweeps his daughter up in his arms, exactly like Whitney Houston, in a very clear homage to the bodyguard. That was my. That's an homage. That's an homage. This is like this. He's got a guy who's. They say bodyguard in a movie like twice. Yeah. Is that could it be? I have knowledge that's valid. (laughs) Sorry, that was easier than my whole question. Costner, ever the class act, like most of the. People in the yeah. Q and A's turns oh, it into it a, turns it into an interesting story about Whitney we, Houston. You think you're annoyed with Q and A's? Holy shit! The questions Costner's gotten over the last thirty uh, years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the Ben Kingsley one? That's the most interesting one That's I think. My, I ever. Uh, that was one of my favorites. It, it, that was for the movie Eulogy, I believe. Elegy. 
Oh, it's Elegy. Sorry, that's a totally different <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. Elegy. <laughs> you say Elegy, I say Eulogy. Yeah, yeah. Eulogy, of course, the sequel to <laughs> Funeral Day. That's <laughs> <laughs> good, that's good. Say well that. done, well done. Uh, yes, you're right, Elegy. Eulogy is... I'm sure there's a movie called Eulogy, but yeah. this was Elegy. It's gotta be. With, um, so many words. You know what? No one cares about Elegy, so why did I even bring it up? <laughs> I, I think it's Eulogy's Gold. Um, but it, it is Eulogy's Gold. It was the movie gold. with um, Ben Kingsley yeah. and um, Patricia, Cl- Patricia Clarkson, I believe, and... Um, Oh, who was it? Michael Clarkson um, Duncan. What, what's his name? <laughs> Sally Field? Is it, anyway, Kirsten Clark anyways, Dunstan. Anyways, let's just <laughs> Don't take too long with your <laughs> okay, thing. Okay, Roll I, I get, up now at the end of the show. <laughs> we're ready for birthdays <laughs> and singing. Get worry, to your point. Kirsten <laughs> Clark. I guess you're right. It's really hard to tell a story. Kirsten <laughs> Clark Dunstan checks in. <laughs> it is hard to tell I'm a story. I'm not telling the story. I drank a whole rock star throughout the show. I'm in. Hey, Jesus Christ, Why couldn't we do my interview now? Can we do my interview now? Because I can tell so much more. Ah, shit. Okay, I could have been so much more interesting. All right. So, um, I don't know who it was. Who was who played this song? Quick, look it up. Someone played Ben Kingsley's no, son. We don't have, okay. Uh, anyway, Jamie, look that up. Ah, look, fuck. Look that up. Someone played Ben Kingsley's son, who I'm does sure. not look exactly like Ben Kingsley's okay. son, especially the nose. Someone in the front row. Um, Distinctive nose. And by the way, no casting director is on the Q and A panel. No director. No producer. It is. Um, it is a uh, uh, Sir Ben Kingsley. <laughs> no, it's like not. The, like the yeah. Blue, who, uh, Blue Velvet. Who, what's his, uh, Dennis Hopper? Dennis Hopper was there before he oh, died, yeah, yeah. and Patricia Clarkson. Clearly. That's who's on. That's who's there. I've been and to the some, one where after he died. Sad, how, that, how was it? Sad Q and A. Quiet Q and A. Very smelly. <laughs> and anyway, someone got get up, gets up in the front row, and actually says this to these two actors. I just I don't understand uh, whoever played the son. I'm sorry, I can't remember. Uh, he just, um, I, I don't buy it. He didn't have the same nose as Ben Kingsley. <laughs> that was Thank you for what your he said. Question? There was no real question. There was, that's what, and, and. Um, that person should, <laughs> never mind. And they, they, they answered it very kindly and said, well, um, we didn't have a problem with it. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll check that out next time right. we watch <laughs> the movie. This is what Ben Kingsley needs to talk about. <laughs> and uh, it was oh Also, I just want you to know that I did not have the same nose when I was a 10 or whatever year old kid. It just keeps growing. Yeah. Sadly, they just keep growing. Yeah, my ears get bigger. Yeah. Ears right? and noses. <laughs> I know. Yeah, biology. Drop. It's biology, asshole. I'll sit down. <laughs> I, I want to narrate that one of them. By the way, how generic is the title Black and White? Black or white. Oh, it was Black, Black and white was a generic title in the 90s. it was Peter Sarsgaard, yeah. I think. Peter Sarsgaard, Ben Kingsley, think oh, about yeah. it. Oh, his nose is so not Ben Kingsley's. <laughs> uh, how good right. is he, though? Who cares? Oh, yeah, right? I'm He's so great. much more bored by Peter Sarsgaard's nose than I am Ben Kingsley, though. <laughs> what about Alexander Skarsgård's nose? Guys, I have to do birthdays. <laughs> now, he should have been your son. I think he might be older than Ben Kingsley, but he should have played his son. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And then... Uh, 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 Back to the well, What was I going to say? The, uh, uh, Black or white. Alternate titles. Oh, uh, Australia. The horrible movie, Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> but you have Hugh Jackman there, right? You can ask Hugh Jackman anything in the world. He's played everything. And the guy gets up and he goes, well, you know, uh, I wanted to say congratulate you on your horseback riding in this movie. You know, I've ridden oh, horses for a uh, oh, Jesus. Oh, and I just wanted to tell you, you did a great. He sits down. It's like no question. Do we all get it? We don't know this guy rides horses. He loves horses. Do we all get? We're writing yeah. this down. Me, me, me. And now we'd like Assholes. to open it up for some terrible questions. All right, Every time. Worst. And, and Hugh Jackman don't. does Q and A's all the time. And he gets that Who's shit. Huge Ackman. Huge Ackman. Did you see Huge Falcon Ack- Crest? <laughs> yes, twice. He was the he was the Falcon. Lorenzo Lamas's best man in Falcon Crest. Uh, Did anybody Ackman. see anything else? We got about two minutes. If you saw anything, I want to I want to tell you what I saw. I saw I went to the AFI Film Festival. Sorry. Oh yes. And I saw a pretty out there movie. Called Tribe, I believe it's Ukrainian, all sign language, 
yeah, all sign language, no subtitles in Jesus. any language it ever played in. Whoa. Uh, I mean, any country it ever played in. Uh, all sign language, basic, the whole the whole thing. Very interesting. Wow. Quite violent. Um, oh. But you understand what's going on. I mean, it's it's strange. And no, no, no score. I mean, there's sound, but it's mm-hmm. just sort of this very... It's stark piece. Very stark. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so that, that's what I saw. The tribe. Wow. What's the movie? That Were you has... there for the macing? Wasn't there a macing? So no, but uh, but <laughs> then I'm way off. But I, we were supposed to be. Oh, okay. At, at, well, at one of the the screenings, it's the someone new, got maced? the new Mike Lee film. Oh, someone, that's right. Someone, someone just was got watching. Maced. Someone was uh, on their phone, and uh, according to the to the, to yeah. the article, a guy a guy asked somewhat politely to to turn it off. Asked again. She got up and maced him. Oh, shit, I was hoping that was going to end where he maced her. Oh, that I would buy. Yeah, that would be no, great. Sadly, it was the wrong way. During the movie, he said, can you please turn your phone off several times? See, that scares me. I'm and, afraid of getting shot at And Universal. this is like AFI, right? Like That's <laughs> that, why I go to industry by. screenings and places where it's all about the movie and people, movie people, not just the general public schmoes. But, uh, the, and it during, still happened. During Tribe, during the beginning of that, Someone in the someone sat down next to someone's wife because the, he was out at the bathroom or something, and he came back and his seat was taken. His seat was taken. Sorry, you can't hear me. Oh. But uh, his seat was taken, and the, and the and the guy wouldn't get up, even though his wife, the oh guy's wife, was there. He wouldn't get up. What a jerk! Wouldn't get up. They that had to call truly, security. Truly, it was the, the American. You have to get out of here. Well, it's strange. Clear. When he went out to get security, someone actually left the film, maybe not knowing it was silent or um, in sign language. But uh, so there was room made when he got back, but the guy wouldn't leave. Truly, it was the American Film Institute that day. Okay. It's uh, it's funny you said it, the whole thing was in sign language, and my, my first thought very feels very stupid now. Is like, wow, can you do a whole movie with no dialogue? Yeah, they're called silent films. They've yeah. been for like twenty five years. <laughs> but, but, you, but, but you realize that dialogue though, they're still speaking. I guess, but they're, but they're generally not. It's Mostly not. not. It's not the script. American sign yeah. language. No, that was the other thing. They had they had one of the uh, Ukrainians well, signing there, in French, and they were signing from English to Ukrainian. Back and then translated wow. into English to different for the sign Q&A. languages. That's not inter- that's not. Yeah, there's something called ASL, American Sign Language. And- oh no! Shit. But this, I've seen this movie. It's just a bunch of Ukrainians giving America the finger for an hour and a half. <laughs> that's all. It is. That's why it was so good. That's accurate. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get on to our big, uh, the big finale. Karen's birthday is celebrating wow. the birthdays of those what? who make the movies. <laughs> our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to a friend of a friend of the show Neil Flynn. Hey Neil Flynn. Yes he turns 53 but can play anywhere from a man who cleans up after others to a man who cleans up after others. Busting chops. He went from a janitor to a dad. Oh yeah. Same. It's a lateral move. Lateral move. Now I was doing a little research on Mr. Neil Flynn who is fabulous and I found out that he first moved to LA in the mid 80s when he was right out of college. When was that? Uh, Mid eighties. Mm-hmm. You remember that down? Great, good stuff. He was here. Uh, he came out here with, I guess, a girlfriend. He gave it about five years, and it just didn't happen. The girlfriend so, or the the girlfriend probably <laughs> didn't happen either. So he went back to Chicago, and that is when he got on all of our radars. Mm-hmm. He had already gone to L.A., and so he went back and he stumbled into the Improv Olympic. And if you know anything about the Improv Olympic, I can believe that you'd stumble in there. I think it used to be an old moose lodge or something. Yeah. So he went in there and he started to realize that he was already an accomplished actor, but he realized that he was good at improvisation. He was an amazing improviser. Yeah. I saw him at the Armando Diaz theatrical experience in Hootenanny. Yes, that that's what it's called. That sounds completely made Monday up. Monday night. It's totally great. <laughs> I don't yeah. believe that. 
Monday the, night today, uh, oh, him and Scott adds it and everybody. Oh, I've seen what him I a think bunch, it's kind of yeah. cool about that is when we were there, we were all like like twenty something years, and he was already pushing thirty, and he yeah. was a, had a different point of view, and that might have been why I remember watching him going. He seems so smart and so calm because yeah. he'd already gone through his bullshit, you know. But anyway, that is not what I found out. But what I did find out is that then he moved back to L.A. when he was forty. And that's when he got the part on Scrubs, and that just inspires the shit out of me. Wow. Busting chops. Yeah, good for him. See, because part of the early in that story, I was inspired to get the hell out of here, because yeah. it no, hasn't no, no. happened for me. He tried, he went back, he regrouped, he learned a new that's skill. That's depressing. He came here in the 80s, he saw some Q&As, he got right. the hell out. <laughs> he doesn't Flynn. have the same nose as Ben Kingsley. He can't <laughs> work in, in this town. He question. said, screw that, I'm Neil Flynn, I'm awesome. Because so, in like three or four years, you're going to be 40. So Exactly. You know, you still got some time. There you go. And I looked up online. I know, right? I was just curious, because when I was doing his, uh, I put his name in it. Neil Flynn's wife came up, and I'm like, I gotta see what that's hot. Gotta see what that's like. I gotta see what's going on. <laughs> you can try hottie. it for a week, I guess, online in, uh, on uh, internet.com. Apparently, coming back the second time <laughs> worked out for him. All right, next oh, and up. I just want to say oh, one yeah. thing. Uh, he is the high point of the worst movie of all time, which is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He's Neil Flynn that. shows up. Yeah, wow. where's he in that? Uh, I've seen that a lot more times than you have. <laughs> right at the nuclear place. It's oh, him man. and another guy oh. talking to him and scrubbing him down and all that. Scrubbing oh, him Neil down. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. And then he, he opens a wrestling facility for okay. Indiana Jones. Right. Next up, let's get a happy birthday. Our next birthday boy is Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio, who turns Ooh. 40. What? What? Mm. But can play anywhere from under fives mm. on 80 sitcoms mm. to over 300 and $95 million mm. from the Wolf of Wall Street uh, alone. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. Unbelievable. That's what he made? That was his That's points on that? $395 million. Wait a minute. That's what? some serious points. No. The wait, movie that movie is, didn't the movie, make that Oh, the movie, okay. The movie okay. made Jesus that. Christ. I'm saying he was doing oh. under fives, meaning that he had a really, like, three lines in the I was TV like, did he have 100 show. points on that? No, 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 no. <laughs> He's, uh, did you know who he was named after? Right? Leonardo da Vinci? But oh. do you know Why? Because Probably not. I'll tell you. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is he a, right. he's a, yes, a color? <laughs> no, because a colorist? his pregnant mother was standing in Dating front of him. a Da Vinci painting the first time he kicked inside her belly. Oh, that's a great story. That's I don't believe sweet. it. Okay. That's a great his name, story. His name could have been Caravaggio DiCaprio. It could have been, <laughs> been Picasso. <laughs> anything. In 1991, DiCaprio Rodan. made his film debut in what low budget horror movie? Anybody? Which, who? This I don't know. This is still DiCaprio? Oh, wait. Uh, yes, oh, God, listen, just, John, you're on the show. The show's still happening. I fell asleep for a second. I'm sorry. John's part's so done. He's like, I know, I now he's not listening to me. I had to wait the whole show to do my Amityville. thing. Nope, it's something that something. there's three of, Hold Adam, on. so Hold I think on. you got to get on this. No, he's it's in alive. the third one. It's alive. Critters 3. No. Oh, that's right. It is? You know that? I do know this. <laughs> I never got past the first one. I like the first one, but Did I never you? watched the sequel. Well, apparently, yeah, the first one's three, good. That was his first movie debut. From the director of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh. Yes. Now, we also mm. know that Mr. Boy, DiCaprio you know is a philanthropic guy, <laughs> having rebuilt the Los Feliz Public Library when the Northridge earthquake ruined it. DiCaprio did that? Yes, his oh, family really? helped. They had a whole state-of-the-art computer facility they That's, built there I've, for them. I've been to that... Uh, that library many times. I have, to I have to thank him next Q&A. Next time. Yeah, you thank you. Don't ask a question. Shit, I'm giving you ammunition for Q&As. Great movie. Now, but, you know, <laughs> I just so, like to thank you for your generosity. But did you know that he has also been philanthropic in other ways? For example. To supermodels? To supermodels. Giving he gives and gives. Love. Gives and gives. He also gave a lot of actors who we love now their start in their career because he was too busy to do a movie. So now we're going to do a little something called 
Leonardo career giveaway game. I'm going to mention the movie that he turned down. Okay. Okay. And then we will find out if you can guess which actor went on to do really great things after this. Okay. Think. Boogie Nights. Oh, that's Mark Wahlberg. Right. Leonardo DiCaprio was going to play that part. And they hated each other. Isn't that crazy? They hated each other in um, in, uh, Basketball Diaries. They had a real hate. and and, Hate, uh, hate relationship. Yeah. And Leonardo was on record as saying, I am not doing a movie with Marky Mark. How about Cold Mountain? They're good now. Though. Is that the one with uh, what? Jude West Law? Bentley? Oh, Jude Law. Jude Law. Jude Law. Yeah. Was Bentley in that one? Did I just make that up? No, no. no well, I, West I Bentley was in two or three movies. <laughs> uh, how about interview, interview with the Vampire? Brad Pitt? Nope. Tom Cruise. He made Tom no, Cruise's career. Tom Cruise. <laughs> well, no, no, Ryder. No. That was the party. Stephen Ray. No. Antonio Banderas. No. <laughs> Christian Slater, because he had done oh, little things, and right. then he did that, and then he started getting Actually, more. Actually, and that was originally supposed to be River Phoenix. you say Name of the Rose is Little. Oh, I'm sorry. Or Pump Up the Volume. <laughs> yeah. Pardon me. How about Primal Fear? This one was amazing. Edward he was a new Ed Norton? Edward Norton. Oh, my God. That Wouldn't movie is so good. That, that did launch his it career. I've never seen it. He never seen That might be Movie Jail. Is that Movie Jail? Because oh, my God. It's great. Good it's acting. Because that has the best ending shot ever. The gear is just great in that movie. And so is Laura Linney. And this one, I think, is Fantastic because I looked. I mean, I and looked. They at shot the, it all oh. over Chicago. Sorry, I looked oh, at okay, the IMDb cool. on this, That's and this one is amazing. There's like piddly shit, piddly shit. This movie, and then career, Spider-Man. Toby Maguire. Toby. They're, yes, they're, they're, I think they're, they're over here. That. They're like that was best friends, aren't they? Best friends. They're called yeah, the Pussy they're Posse. Yeah. 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 Isn't that cool? It's just Wait so a minute. Cool that was think, my name. <laughs> oh, they were talking about John. I just think it's it's so neat when you look at the IMDb and you see nothing, nothing, and then like the movie that Leonardo didn't do. And then their career just skyrockets. Anyway, that's true. So thank yeah. you, Leonardo, for being a good guy in many ways. Uh, and I, I heard his uh, birthday party was attended. Eighty percent of the attendees were supermodels, according oh. to TMZ. Eighty <laughs> percent. Is that where you yeah. get your news mostly? Where would you get yours? <laughs> no, actually, I hear that the TMZ uh, tour goes past my apartment all the time, oh, yeah? so I overhear Pointing you things. out. Yeah. <laughs> what are they saying when it goes by your house? Well, evidently, there was uh, a lot of murders in my apartment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, let's wish a very happy birthday to Han Solo's main squeeze, Callista Flockhart, oh. who turns 50 but can play anywhere from slightly to mightly as having taken the number one spot on People With Money's top 10 highest paid actresses for 2014. What? I take exception with Calista that. Calista Flockhart is the highest paid actress of 2014 Here and I don't know why. anything she's in? She, she is has, not even squeezable. Here, <laughs> <laughs> she has an estimated $58 million in combined earnings from uh, smart stock market investments, property, endorsement deals with CoverGirl, restaurants ironically called the Fat Flockhart Burger chain in Washington, a football team, the Freeport Angels, has launched her own brand of vodka and a fashion line called Callista Flockhart Seduction. I haven't now heard of that single one. Holy crap. Holy shit. And she's I haven't heard of her in 20 years. I'm just saying, I was like, what is she doing? And they're like, oh, she's on a TV show. Holy shit! I, this news came Wait, out. What today. TV show is holy shit about? Brothers and sisters. No, now, <laughs> now get Wait, this. Wait, so who, so who uh, glommed on to who there? Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, think yeah, like she scored, but Ford. wait a minute. We don't, it's amazing. Like when she first, it says here in 1995, she was the lead in a picture called Baby Jane Doe. Pictures of Baby Jane Doe. Have you guys heard of that? Nope. She was paid three thousand six hundred dollars, right? Yeah. 
In 2009, she's the lead in a TV series where she gets $250,000 an episode. Jesus, and I've never heard of it, and it's on what channel? It's called Brothers oh, it's and Sisters. it's not around anymore. Yeah, oh. For a while, they had Rob Lowe. That show? Rob Lowe and... Um, Sally uh, Field was Sally in that, right? Field. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's fascinating because when I was looking at the information, I'm like, news, and then today they said she's the number one actress. I watched Flash, out. Arrow, wow. Gotham, and Constantine. That's it. But Lee! <laughs> yes, Karen? You know how much I love it when celebrities sing. It's true. People say, hey, can you tell me two interesting things about Karen? I say, right? A, she's very good at the robot. Robot! Robot! Cumberbatch! And two, <laughs> if you don't know this already, she loves when celebrities sing. And I love it because I get to find out all these different celebrities that sing Thank You, Lee, but I couldn't find Neil Flynn singing anywhere, which makes me sad, That's and I couldn't bad. find Four Leonardo. I thought Leonardo DiCaprio would sing somewhere, He right? has to have been crooning somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Cannot find it. However, Calista Flockhart was singing a little Santa Baby. Ooh. In Allie McBeal's. We can she listen sang to that. a few times in Allie McBeal. Can't wait. Mm, I, I know love, I couldn't uh, find the other clips. She just sang Dulcinea in, from um, the Windmill musical, Man of La Mancha. I'd rather couldn't go with this. It. I, I'm, it's time for Christmas music. I'm a big Christmas it's, music fan. It's off after Halloween, so it's Christmas time. I know. You know what? Right? I, I'm shocked that it's November. I'm not. It's I'm, crazy. I, 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 I know. There's no way. We just had New Year's. That being that? said, I am ready this year earlier than usual too, for the holiday. I'm excited. Right it's always fun. Thanksgiving is my favorite. Hey, you know, the, I always say there, it's weird there's no Thanksgiving movies. Like Christmas, the great thing about it is there's so well, much media attached to but it. But there's been some great Thanksgiving. Home for the Holidays, wasn't that a Thanksgiving? Okay, there's one. Planes, Planes trains, trains, and Automobiles. Automobiles. Pieces oh, of April, and it. we're done. That's it, right? And That's Donnie it. shot Donnie. Good, good ones. Shot Donnie. Oh, yeah, they're good. Stuart saves his family. But, oh, yeah, you're right. That's a good one, too. Okay, but, but I just realized... Realized because I like to program my holidays like obviously you're Halloween. Like doing a like, you know, Cumberbatch I am Benedict Cumber <laughs> Robo Cumberbatch. Program your holidays. Robo Batch. Uh, I program my holidays. Obviously Christmas. I have a whole collection, but it's always been a little frustrating. I know some people would say uh, spend time with the family and show The Godfather on TBS or whatever. That's a good one. Uh, but uh, but they're doing it again this year on the internet. MST3K, the Tur Turkey Day Marathon. Turkey Day Absolutely. Marathon. So I have already started watching MST3K movies, and that is now my Thanksgiving holiday thing. Every year, I mean, there's hundreds of episodes. You could you could never repeat yourself for you know Thanksgivings after Thanksgiving if you go to YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah, I have to so I have, have to do that because we dumped cable, so there's no more Macy's Parade for us. I'm gonna watch as many of those six episodes as I can. There's about 20 of them on Netflix right now, and then YouTube has at least 30 or 40. Yeah. yeah so what is the deal? You watch the real movie first to prepare? No, you don't even... You no, don't you just watch no, no, no. MST3K. Oh, that's watch just MST. that's the new Thanksgiving, you know, a tradition for me. Awesome. Yeah. You're only oh, 20 years late, but... For the love of God, that wraps a movie hey, showcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at The Movie Guys, on Facebook.com slash The Movie Guys, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, all that shit. Thanks to John Weinberg. Hey, thank you, you. Weinberg. Me, go, Weinberg. Go to Seed and right. go to Sand and Stork. What are we doing? <laughs> Seed and Spark. Seedandspark.com. Look for Funeral Spark. Day. You can find us on Facebook, Funeral Day Movie. All right. Anything else? Uh, thank what you. about your personal Twitter? My personal Twitter is at Weinberg John. No H in my John. J-O-N. Wine, at Weinberg John. And what about, what about the photography? That's still going? Yeah, I'm still doing some photography. John, John Weinberg, Weinberg photography. photography. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for the pitching. All right. Also, thanks to Steve pitching. Schultz for his writing contributions pitching, to the pitching. show every week. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Next week, we got one movie, but the title is long enough for three films. The Hunger <laughs> Games, Mockingjay, Part 1, next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>